Well, we just welcome you and want to want to tell you something real quick. Just look, if you would, real quick at Luke chapter 18 and verse 15, Luke 18, 15. In prayer today, we're, uh, we've been meeting each weekday for prayer from 9 a.m. to noon, so we've been praying from 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. And uh, it's been outstanding. You know, that time goes a lot faster uh, the more you do it. And uh, one of the things that's very interesting is, have you ever been in the place where you just really didn't feel like being godly or doing godly stuff? Uh, you don't have to raise your hand, but I know everybody's like, mm-hmm. And because uh, I've been there too, and I've, I've faced it more than I'd like to tell you about it. But this is one of the things that I've found. I've found that... Uh, the more godly things you do, the more it draws you into doing godly things. And the more you desire it, the hungrier you get for godly things, the more things that you do, right? And uh, it's, it's beautiful when you just start praying and seeking the Lord and, and worshiping Him, how you're drawn into that, how you're just drawn into that place. And uh, I know as we prayed this week, I just, it just increases my hunger. And uh, anybody, you're invited if you'd like to come and pray with us. And uh, if you have it free, you should. You should say, hey, I'm going to make the kingdom of God a priority and I'm going to do that. So you're welcome, 9 in the morning. We'll be here again tomorrow morning. Uh, our last day, is tomorrow Wednesday already? Gracious. And uh, anyway, uh, tomorrow will be our last day that we're doing that. And tomorrow night will be our service at 6.30. But we're just going to pray. Well, today, uh, as we were praying... Uh, just the joy of the Lord hit us, and uh, it was awesome. I, I really got tickled, and I wasn't even trying to be funny, but it just, it, the joy of the Lord was hitting us, and we couldn't stop, could we, Lisa? It was awesome. <laughs> she couldn't stop either, and then Miss Rhonda was, was laughing, the joy of the Lord hit her. And uh, the, I believe the Lord said this, that tonight was just going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to have a good time in the Lord. And not only that, but also uh, the Lord said it's all about being childish, right? Being childish, not in immaturity, but having childlike faith. Childlike faith tonight is going to be so important. And so look at this uh, he, at Luke chapter 18 and verse 15. And it says, And they were bringing their babies to him so that he would touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they began rebuking them. Now, this is, this is religion right here. This is the spirit of religion. And it's like, no, don't let those babies come to Jesus. He's too important. He doesn't have time for that kind of stuff. That's exactly who God wants to be around. That's exactly who Jesus wants to be around. And, and he, you know, they were rebuking them. He, he kind of rebuked the disciples. But Jesus called for them saying, Permit the children to come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The kingdom of God belongs. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Now, in one of the Gospels, it says the kingdom of heaven. Uh, in this one, in Mark, it says the kingdom of God, right? And so one of the things that we see is this. The kingdom uh, really is kind of short for the king's domain, right? So <clears throat> what we're talking about here is not just the place of heaven or the place where God is. It literally is talking about the rule 
and reign of God. In other words, if I can be on the earth and I can be in the kingdom or out of the kingdom, I can either be in his rule and under his rules and his laws, or I can be outside of that. Under, in his kingdom, I'm blessed. Outside of his kingdom, I'm not blessed. I'm, I'm walking in a curse. So I want to make sure that I enter into the kingdom of God. And he gives us a principle here. He says, if you'll become like a child... Permit the children to come because when you become like a child, you'll step into the rule of God. You'll step into a rule of God. Now, if you think about it, if you think about it, think back when you were like two or three years old, if you can remember that. Um, You know, if you had some memories about that time, think about this or just think about two and three-year-olds that you know. What kind of reservations do they have, you know? None. I mean, uh, the reservations of a child, like, you know, a a little one-and-a-half-foot toddler, they get up on the couch, you know, and they're like, "Uh, uh, uh," you know. I mean, they don't care. They've got no reservation whatsoever. They don't know. They don't know about gravity yet, right? They don't know about concrete and gravity don't mix. They don't know that, right? Not only that, but... They, they can get around people, you know, we as adults are like, oh, don't do that. And our job is to kind of teach them the guardrails of this earth. But in a childlike faith state, a child will just accept things. A child will just accept people. And you start to understand that that's not good when you live in a corrupted world. Because a corrupted world breeds corrupted fruit in individuals. And there are certain people you don't want them around. You don't want them around, right? But then you have to think about this. Why, why would we start to hinder and limit children? Because we're trying to protect them from corruption, from a corrupted thinking, from corrupted flesh, and, and people that are operating under the curse. We're trying to protect them from that. But think about this now. Think, 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 think. With God, who is perfect love, and there is no corruption... We don't have to be protective over him. We do not have to be protective of our kids with the Father, who is perfect love and absolute grace and absolute love. We don't have to be that. We don't have to have that. See, what we do, think about this, a lot of times what we do is we apply our protective principles, really a fear of the corrupted people to a loving father. And the end result is we don't step into the domain of the king. We don't step into that place. How many times, how many, how many uh, areas of God have we not stepped into because we haven't taken childlike faith? How many have we missed? Because what we're doing is we're, per, we're uh, trying to apply corrupted logic to an all-loving God. And it was never meant for Him. Because if there's one person that I can trust, it's the Father. 
Because he loves me with an everlasting love that is so pure and so absolute, I don't have to be reserved with him. I don't have to be protected with him. With men, women that, that still have a flesh, a corrupted flesh, okay, I, there's some rules I need to set up. But when it comes to my father, I don't have to be protective. I don't have to protect my kids. See, think about this. How many times do we go out and a kid, a kid goes into the store and you're, you're like, well, you know, he'll, he'll ask you for something, right? He'll ask you for something. And he'll say, hey, can I have a brand new bike? And you're thinking, well, I want to protect him for if we don't have the money to get a brand new bike. Well, well, if we get some money, maybe we can get it, right? right? But see, what we're doing is we're applying a corrupted protection logic towards a lack of provision because we've lived in a corrupted world. We're applying an adult. But see, we're, he wasn't really asking, the kid's not really asking for you to provide it for him if your God is God. He's saying, can we have it through Father God? And where we step up and we start to protect, we need to say, let's just pray about it right now because we got a loving Father that he's got an endless supply. He wants to bring, he's not withholding any good thing to his people that walk uprightly. He longs to get blessings to his people. And all of a sudden what we'll do is we'll teach our kids not to protect their feelings from an all-loving God, but we'll, we'll teach our kids to walk into the Lord, a loving Father with open arms ready to receive from Him. See, it's us that puts the limits. It's us that stays out of the domain of the King because we've applied a corrupted world logic instead of the logic of a faithful child. Tonight, we're going to experience a loving Father. So set all that corrupted logic aside and just receive from that loving Father. Just receive from Him. Because, oh, does He have something good for you tonight. Just set it to the side. Look, here's the thing. We, we just get up there on that couch and we just walk right on off. And the Lord will catch us in those things. He'll catch us in those things. You have to understand that when we step off and say, Lord, I don't even understand this joy. I don't even understand how you could heal me. But yet, I trust you enough. I'm going to step out. I'm going to do the nasty plunge right back in. Woohoo, boom. And just, just let the Lord catch you in his loving arms. That's what Brother Richard's bringing tonight. So let's just right now purpose ourselves. Father, right now, let us be a child with you. We not, might not should be a child with men and women in the world, but if men and women are representing you, we can be a child with you. And we can do it without any reservation. We can step right into that place and receive straight from you. And Lord, we just receive right now. With childlike faith, we move straight into the place where you pour out all of your goodness, and we will not be reserved. We will be like a child with childlike faith, and we will step right into the places of the domain, the rule of King Jesus. Father, we just receive your blessings tonight as Richard comes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Love you, brother. Hello, are you excited tonight? Yeah. Are you excited to be here tonight? Yeah.
Hallelujah. How many would rather be here than jail? Raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> Most of you, some of you didn't raise your hand. Okay. So you know what we're working with. Hallelujah. Now the Lord is good. So it's, it's, it's you know, what's such, such an honor to be here in this, this precious church with your precious fam, pastors and precious family. And I love coming to places that are, that are hungry and that are thirsty. Amen. Amen. You, always, you always see the hungry ones. You always see the thirsty ones. Because you know what? They come, they come, they come, out, on a, they come out on a Tuesday night. But the reality is, is that and there's a whole lot of people that, that, would, that want to know what's here. That's why we as the body, we have to tell people, amen? I know that I have a pastor friend of mine that's, you know, he's actually on his way here. I can see they're late. Pastors, you know, pastors. And, uh, no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm teasing. And uh, actually, he thought the service started at 7. And, um, but he'll be here any moment now. I will, when he comes in, I will embarrass him. And... Um, <laughs> No, he's a great dear friend of mine. But we had a revival at his church here back in the 90s. Actually, I went to the church, and um, <clears throat> what happened was is that the, um, the pastor, and we have some Brother Charles and his friend from all, from all the way from that faraway city called Charlotte, North Carolina. Hello. Here from so glad you guys can be here. And, and um, so anyway, back in the early 90s, I was um, the pastor of the church, Cathedral of His Glory, you know, actually, we ended up going there, and we started with like three, four hundred people. Four weeks later, we had fifteen hundred people. Wow. Two meetings a day. I mean, miracle after miracle after miracle. And but that's how it's been in, in our ministry. That's how it is. And it's been that we don't know anything different. But um, he actually saw me. Uh, he saw me on video because he had knew me. He, the the pastor of the church, um, and it's his son that's coming tonight, who's basically taking over the church. Um, saw me on video when it was at Benny Hinn's church and, uh, and saw the Spirit of God come and, and he knew, he, the, this pastor knew me from back in the 80s from when I was in Bible school. Just 19 years old. I'm 54 now. And um, maybe I was 20, 21. But anyway, he, he um, so he knew me and so he saw what was happening in the video and he's like, what's going on with, with this guy that I know that's my son's friend? So he got his son and said, come and I want you to, I want you to watch this video. And he saw me and, and he, said, he said to his son, Dennis, Pastor Dennis, he said, do you, um, he says, do you, do you know Richard to, to make anything up? And he said, no, not the Richard I know. And, and listen, and, and, and one thing about me is that I, I, I don't make anything up. Like, I, you, you won't see me dance just to dance. You better know if I'm dancing it's because the Holy Ghost is on me. No, honestly, I'm, I'm not going to make anything up. And um, it's like Pastor and I was talking today. You know, I, 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 I go to the extreme to not manipulate people because I, I learned a long time ago, you start mentioning things and because people are loving and giving and want to bless the preacher, they'll, they'll go out and get it for you. Well, I can't ever accept stuff like that. I mean, especially if I'd mentioned it in the service because I feel like I've manipulated you. And so I go to the extreme, you know, in that way. And, and, uh, and so, so Pastor Dennis said, no, not the Richard I know. And he would never make anything up. And so anyway, we ended up going to the, going to the service. And, and, um, and we, we had lunch. And I was actually in Boston. I was, I was, coming, I was uh, coming from some, uh, some revivals in Boston. And we came, flew in. And 
met with the pastor just for one night. He said, I want you to come do Wednesday night. Well, I, I'm really, to be honest with you, unless the Lord tells me to, I don't do one-nighters. Mm-hmm. I, I, first off, I'm not a conference speaker, really. I mean, I'll do them if the Lord tells me to. I mean, how you mean the, the word of the Lord trumps everything? Right. Amen. Right. And, um, and, but I'm really, I mean, if you're, looking for, if you're looking for a little conference speaker to come and do a nice little, <laughs> you know, motivational message, you've got the wrong guy. I'm just not what I'm about. Right. And um, I just don't do that. And I just don't go do one night meetings. Because the way our ministry is, I mean, you know, we, you know, we come in and blow up and leave. And, you know, I'm not there to, I'm, you know, I'm not there to leave the pastor with a bunch of questions, you know. I mean, that's why we come in. We come for days. We come for weeks. And, uh, and I was into the, I didn't want to do a one-night meeting. And he said, well, why don't you come do Wednesday night? Well, I don't want to do Wednesday night. I don't do Wednesday nights, and I don't do midweek services. And, but yet the Holy Ghost said, go. Well, obviously, how many know the Holy Ghost trumps everything? Right. And uh, so I went, and we went, and we went and had breakfast, or lunch. And he said to me these words. He said to me, he said, I think you, I think you, you, you uh, manipulate people and you say things that get people stirred emotionally. And if I see you, here's what the pastor said to me. If I see you doing anything that emotionally motivates the people, I'll shut the meeting down. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But uh, I actually probably, if I didn't know that the Holy Ghost told me to go, I, I probably would have just got up and well, say, you know what, God bless you, you, have, you do your own service tonight. I don't, I'm not doing that. But I knew I was there by divine appointment. And but yet, really, the pastor was so crying out for God. You know, sometimes, sometimes people got to get out of their heads into their hearts. That's why, oftentimes, in the meetings, and this is really true, sometimes people have to be offended first. No, honestly, sometimes people have to be offended in their. Listen to me. Sometimes people have to be offended in their head in order for God to get to their heart. Yeah. Because the reality, it's all about a heart issue. And, and, and listen, and j- just because you read a book about revival and just because you studied about revival <laughs> don't mean you're going to have revival. It doesn't come that way. I mean, this is not my service tonight. We're just fellowshipping. I'm going to get some testimony. But it's amazing how people think they can just go. And I, I know people have come and asked for my, my notes and uh, asked for other preachers' notes. So, okay, yeah, we'll give them to you. So why you want them? Because you think you're going to have happen in the service because what we have happened? That's not how this works. Right. It doesn't work that way. You can, you can, no, really, it doesn't work that way. Because ministry is not what's on a piece of paper. Yep. Ministry is not your sermon. Ministry is not your four points in a poem. Your ministry, your ministry understand something, your ministry is what's inside you. Yeah. And if it's inside you, wherever you go, it'll come out. Yeah. Hello, if it's inside you, that's why, uh, that's why for over, almost 30 years now, everywhere we've gone, revivals broke out or had a move with the Spirit of God. That's why 50 nations we've gone to, revival breaks out and the glory of God comes and the fire of God falls. Amen. I'll be in the Ukraine, I'll be at next, what, just here in a couple of weeks, a few weeks, first of December, I'll be in the Ukraine doing a pastor's conference. And, but it's not just a one idea, I'm, I'm speaking the whole week, it's about three, 4,000 people. But the fire of God falls. As a matter of fact, the pastor, the pastor of the church said to me, he said, he said, you know why I have you in? Because he has, listen, if I was to mention some of the guys that are there spe- speaking as, as well, I mean, the, the, some of the biggest names of the, in Christendom. Yeah. But you know what he said to me? He said, you know why I have you in? He said, I have them in, I have them in to, to how, did, I can't, how did he word it? I have them in to teach some like leadership principles, but I have you in because of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Because the Holy Ghost moves. Yeah. The glory comes. 
But, but, it's, but that doesn't happen because of, 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 of necessarily message. It happens because of what happened to me as a result of getting so hungry for God that I went after him. I began to cry, I began to cry, I began to, cry out to him and I, I began to seek him with all of my heart. And after over a year, and I can't really even talk about it now, but if I was to talk about it now, I can't. <laughs> all I can tell you is I had an encounter with God. But he did promise us if we seek him, we'd find him when we search for him with all of our heart. There's ministers that's never found him. I mean, they're saved. And they got tons of knowledge. But let me tell you something. If you're you're dying with some sickness and disease and you got weeks to live, you don't want somebody with knowledge laying hands on you. You want somebody that's got something from heaven. Amen. You don't want somebody that's got a theory of divine healing. You you want somebody that yeah. that that flows in it. And yeah. come on. Yeah. It's why. That's why you. It's, it's why. It's why you, you, some of your family members. You know, they won't. They wouldn't dare come to this church. You know, with you because it's one of those Pentecostal churches. Give me that tongue talking church. Because they believe in miracles and they believe in healing. They believe in people being wealthy. And I'll say it again, we believe in healing, we believe in miracles, and we believe in people being wealthy. No, I'll shout it from the mountaintops. We believe in healing, we believe in miracles, we believe in people being wealthy. Amen? And if you don't believe in wealth, then you're not even scriptural. And it's time that preachers stop, it's time that preachers get a backbone and just take a stand for the truth. Amen? That was a good amen, Pastor Nico. I like that. I like that. So, amen. I like that. So, <laughs> we we were we were in the store today, Pastor Pastor and I, and we was in Charlotte, and and uh, I said something to one of the ladies, and she, and she's like, she didn't like, huh? I said, oh, I'm in the South. My Southern draw comes back, you know. <laughs> it's like I'm giving an altar call in one country. And I remember I'm giving an altar call and, 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 and I mentioned, you know, you know, you obviously repeat after me. And I started talking about being washed in the blood. And when I got divorced, they was all like, huh? And then even the interpreter, what? Washed. <laughs> What's that? You know, Washed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the other word. I can't say the other word. Like, what is it? How you say it? Washed. 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 I can't even say it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say it. Washed. Washed. I can't even say it. It's washed. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And, um, <clears throat> Glory to the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, where was I at before I got on that? So anybody, yeah, but, but where was that before then? Huh? <laughs> oh, my. And uh, anyway, I was there. It'll come back. <laughs> But I was, you know, I got, I got, what, I got so hungry, and, and, and so I had an encounter with the Lord, and, 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 and as a result of that, what happens now all over, the, all over the nations of the world is a result of that encounter, because it's, ministry is not something that's your notes, and it's not your sermon on a piece of paper, it's what's in you. Yeah. 
ministry is in you. Hello. That, that's why, that's why when you, listen, and what I was going to say is that, you know, your, your family, hey, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to step foot in the church you go to because they don't want to turn talking churches, you know. They believe in miracles, but wait till they need a miracle. Guess who they call? Wait till they lose everything and realize, hey, they have nothing. Guess who they call? Hello. Amen. Amen. Come on. And it's amazing. And anyway, so so we went to the we went to the service and and did the service and and here here he comes right now, typical pastor, late. But he's my friend. Come here. Oh, yeah, go ahead and just stop the service and start hugging and everything. Let me hug to you. This is my dear friend. Man, we've been friends for, for many, many years. He pastors the Cathedral of His Glory, great church in Greensboro, North Carolina. And man, just say hi to Pastor Dennis. Give him a hand clap. Amen. Hallelujah. Where's, where's, where's the others? And um, so anyway, we, we was at the church, and, um, and, and, you know, that's what he said to me. And so I'm like, but the Spirit of the Lord said, go, do it one night. And so we go there on a Wednesday night, and I'd be about a half hour, 45 minutes into the service, man, the fire of God began to fall and started hitting people. Yeah. And, and, and at the cathedral of the church, they have the theater seats. So when you stand up, you hear, you know, just like at a theater. And next thing you know, you start hearing, because people start hitting the floor. And I remember I, I, I looked at the pastor, his, his father, and I was like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> but yet I seen, you know, he was there, he, he, yeah. he was crying, you know, because he, he saw the people. Yeah. He saw, he knew the people, and they just don't act that way. Yeah. And then we ended up, you know, revival broke out, and we was there for four weeks. And we had, we had 498 people saved in four weeks. Two shy of 500. Now we do things different now. Now if we now we, we we send people on the streets. I mean, so I mean it's um, we now we have that many saved in days, and um, but it, it it really impacted the church and people don't understand spiritual things and the offering, the offering from from that revival, it like tripled, didn't it? I mean I want to be, you know I don't want accurate here. I mean didn't it like triple? Yeah. yeah. What did it go to from what to what? Didn't like putting up. At the time, the average was average from, in a from, week. From the, from the revival. No, before after, the revival. What was before it? Before the revival. Um, about 15,000 a week. Before the revival, it was like 15,000 a week. After the after revival. 30, 35. Yeah. 30 to 35. In some weeks, it was 100,000, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. As a result of the revival. But see, but, there's, but it's under, understand something. People don't understand spiritual things. And, 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 and people, are, people are so carnal. People are so naturally minded, and we're not to be naturally minded. We're, we're not to be carnally minded. Because if you're going to listen, if you're carnally minded, the Bible says carnal minded people produces something. It's called, in Romans, it's called death. Yes. That's why people die. So I don't want to get miracles because they're carnally minded, and they have no clue of their, they have no clue of redemption, and and they talk themselves into death. It's getting awful quiet here now. I thought we'd come to revival. 
Oh, man, we're just getting started tonight. It's way young, man. It's way young. I'm not even into the message. I'm just fellowshipping right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you got an hour and a half drive home. Hallelujah. I don't know if you'll be driving to get you my hotel. No, but people don't understand, people don't understand spiritual things. And I've got to be real careful because I, there's some testimonies that I want to get tonight. But... But, but it's time to come up higher. Yes. Amen. It's time to come up higher. Car- Listen, carnally minded people do not have miracles. Yeah. Carnally minded people do not have the commanded blessing of the Lord upon their life. Yeah. And, and you know what? The choice is ours. If you want the commanded blessing of the Lord upon your life, it's your choice. If you, if, you want the op- if you want God to open up his treasures unto you, it's, 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 yeah. guess what? It's your choice. It is a choice. Yeah. It is a choice. Everything in life is a choice. That's why the Bible says, I've set before you life and death. I've set before you blessing and curses. But he gives us a little hint. He said, but choose life. Yeah. But right. notice that we have to do the choosing. That's right. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But, people, but church people, especially, I mean, just Pentecostals especially, that's why I said the other night, I mean, people call themselves Pentecostal, but really they're penny nothing. Yeah. I mean, they've, no, honestly, they're, they're Pentecostal in name only. And, and listen, you, you're really not a Pentecostal until you have a Pentecostal experience. Yeah. There's Pentecostals today that don't even believe in speaking in tongues, but they're Pentecostal. You're not Pentecostal. You're Baptist. And nothing wrong with Baptists. No, nothing wrong with Baptists. My, my, my parents are Baptists. Nothing wrong with Baptists. Hey, listen, thank God for the Baptists because if it wasn't for the Baptists, most of the charismatics wouldn't even be around. Right. No, because Baptists, one thing for sure, you're going to get saved. Yeah. No, no, one thing, you're going to get saved. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And, and, and the reality is that's, that's what it's all about anyway, isn't right. it? But you know, do, do, you know, do you know last year, I think it was last year, last year or the year before, do you know the, 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 the Baptist convention, the big convention they have every year? You know, here a few years ago, there was a big yeah. you know, outbreak, stink went on because of women preachers, so forth and so on. Well, you know what just happened this year? Is it this year or last year? Is that they, they, they got up and they, they voted in. They just voted in that Baptist churches are allowed to now speak in tongues. Because all the Baptist missionaries, they couldn't, they couldn't deny it. Because all the Baptist missionaries were getting filled with the Holy Ghost yeah, speaking in tongues. Right. Yeah. Amen? See, people don't understand. I mean, that's why we can't be carnally minded. Listen, there's, there's, a mighty, there's a mighty fire that's fallen all over the world. There's a mighty wind of the Spirit of God all over the world. I mean, why do you think the Catholics, why do you think they put in a Spanish Pope? It was all planned. You know why they put in the Spanish Pope? Because they're trying to stop Pentecostal. They're trying to stop the wave of Pentecost. They're trying to stop the wave of the Spirit of God throughout South and Central America. Because so many people are getting filled with the Holy Ghost in South and Central America. And the Catholic churches, they're, they're dying. They're dying. They're dying. They're dying. And good, I hope every one of them die. Because they're, 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 they're doctrines of devils. That's what they teach. There's no such thing as purgatory. The Pope just came out. The Pope just came out and said that the God of Islam and the God of Christians are the same God. It's a lie. It's a lie from hell. That's what he just said. I don't know that. Well, read up on some things and be knowledgeable. (laughs) 
No, it's amazing the thing going on. But that's so they put in a Spanish Pope to try to stop the wave of the Spirit of God. But they can't stop it because it's not of man. Yeah. It's of God. Yeah. And you can't stop what God's yeah. doing. Yeah. You can't stop what God's doing. You can't stop what God's doing. That's why in China, right now, every single month in China, there's a million Chinamen being saved every month. Yeah, glory yeah. To God. In China. Yeah. In China, there's a million, they're, they're having a million salvations. Now, that's probably a, a low number. Every single month. But you know what? They think the church in America is backslid, but so do I. You want to see the church in America? Just read the book of Revelations. There's seven churches there. America's fa- America, you know what the church in America is? Actually, the reality is if you study the seven churches, there's an element of all seven of those churches in every church. Because one of them was loveless. One of them was persecuted. One of them was corrupt. One of them, one of them was faithful. One was, one was dead. One was lukewarm. I mean, you can, find every, you can find an element of every one of those churches in America church today. Yeah. Where people think their, spiritual, their spirituality is based upon their material things. Right. And if you gauge your spirituality based upon how much material things you got, you are backslid. Because mm-hmm. that's not what you gauge it upon. Thank you for that. That's right. That's one. That's one. No, 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 no. I'm serious. As a matter of fact, the Lord rebuked the church of Ephesus, which was which was probably. I mean, it was a mega church. Timothy was the pastor. The Lord rebuked the church of Ephesus. They had over twenty thousand members. Jesus' natural mother, Mary, Mary, was a member of the church. Paul started the church. Had over twenty. Think about it. Think how huge that was then. I mean, that's huge today. And then the Lord comes and appears to John. Man, I got to watch. I'm already starting to step over there, but hallelujah. But the Lord comes and appears to John and on the Isle of Patmos because they tried to boil him, history tells us, but he wouldn't boil. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't boil. That's why, you know, that's why you like stuff going on in America. Listen, if you, how many of you want to see the church at its finest? Raise your hand. Okay, then, then persecution must come. I'm not going to ask how many of you now want to see the church at its finest. But no, persecution has to come. And they were being persecuted. And John was on the Isle of Patmos because, he, because Domitian was the second emperor. Nero was the first, or the Caesar. Nero was the first, who was very wicked. And there was ten. They were. They were. They were ten total. Nero was first. Domitian was second. And each one, each even as wicked as Nero was, each one after him was even more wicked. So you can just imagine the tenth one. How the tenth one was. How wicked it was. But Domitian, you know, declared himself as God. He declared him son, his son as the son of God. And, and, and he put out a decree that everybody coming in, because Ephesus was, Ephesus was a huge import-export city. It was a very wealthy city. Matter of fact, one of the reasons why Paul got stoned, why Paul, why Paul got beaten, is because, pe- because people, they would sell religious trinkets, because there was thousands of gods. And religion was the big thing. Diana worship was a huge worship in Ephesus, which was the sacrifice of babies. 
I mean, they had these, they had sex gods. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's just wicked what all was going on. And yet, when Paul, when Paul had had mighty revivals and people started getting saved, and when people got started getting saved, they stopped buying all the religious stuff. And when they stopped buying all the religious stuff, the people started losing all the money. And guess what? You want to watch things happen? You start, you know, messing with the wicked people's money. Hello? And that's what happened. Because he's getting everybody saved. And John, John would not declare that Domitian was God, nor would he declare that, that his son was the son of God. And they put him on, they've tried to boil him, he wouldn't boil, so they put him on an island. And there on that island, the Bible says that the Lord Jesus appeared to him. Yeah. The Lord Jesus appeared to him, and in John, John describes in Revelation chapter 1, whoo, what a glorious description John gives us of our Lord. What a glorious description John gives us of, of the Lamb of God, the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the head of the church. The one, which, the one which is, the one which was, the one which is to come. The one who has no beginning, the one who has no end. The one that created the stars and the heavens with his breath and named each one. The one who has no equal, he has no revival. We're talking about God. And comes and appears to John, and John begins to describe him. And John, John begins to describe his voice as it was a trumpet. John begins to describe his eyes as flames of fire. And the Bible says he fell to the ground. That's why, I'll be honest with you, that's why when I hear a lot of people talk where the Lord appeared to me, I'll be, I'm telling you the truth. I don't believe 99.9% .9 of the people. I don't believe them. Because they talk too flippantly about it. Yeah. They talk too nonchalant about it. Let me tell you something. When the Lord of glory came and appears to you, when the Lord Jesus himself, if he'd come and stand before you, you would hit the ground. That's right. And you go to, you'd go to begin to talk about it and your words would be so filled with life yes. in his prayer. Yes. Listen, we would know the moment you open up your mouth we would know that you had a face-to-face -face meeting yeah. with God. But I was in a service. You know, the Lord Jesus appeared to me. And I, oh, stop it. <laughs> no, he didn't. Actually, many people, and I have friends of mine that the Lord's appeared to. And you listen to many of them. They, I, one of my friends, would for months and months, couldn't even talk about it. I mean, just me even right now saying it, I'm, I'm getting overcome with his presence, just talking about it. And I, I, don't have, I haven't seen him face to face. I've never seen the Lord face to face. I mean, I had a face to face meeting. I just didn't see his face. But you know what? The, the Bible says, the Bible says, blessed are those who haven't seen, but believe. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And many of them, they don't tell, they don't, they don't tell it until the Lord, just, the Lord just tells them. They'll begin to tell. And I promise you, you stand in the presence of somebody that's, that's, that, that's the, that the Lord has appeared to, you're going to know it when they talk. Because oh, yeah. first off, there's, a, there's an incredible yeah. reverence and holiness in their voice. Yeah. And there's such a reverence that they have. Because understand something, it's, it's yeah. mortal and immortal coming in contact.
think about it. Jesus was not Jesus still walking in the walking in flesh. Jesus still in the flesh. Opens his mouth and yeah. just says who he is. And 600 soldiers go to the ground. Right. Just by saying, I am. And it's amazing. People, people take things so nonchalant and flippantly. He's a holy God. Come on, He's a holy God. Amen. He's a mighty God. And there's none like Him. There's none like Him. And I just, even now, I'm just, who? I mean, just since the atmosphere, just even yeah. just begin to change in you, just hallelujah. That's why I love the revivals. That's why I love the meetings because every night, so every night, so different. Every night, so different. I mean, Sunday night, I couldn't even preach. Yeah. We a bunch of drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> people standing on their heads and stuck to the floor and. Hallelujah, yeah. Amen. Amen. And the Lord, the Lord, the, the Lord had a message for the seven churches, and the first message was to the church of Ephesus. And you know what? You just study it out. You'll have to get my book as soon as I write it. And <laughs> and uh, <laughs> actually, just pray with me along that area because there's some things I have to do. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you, you look at the you, Revelations chapter 2 and the Lord Jesus starts out giving them a, a, a congratulation. He, yeah. he, he starts out letting the church know, yeah. hey, I want you to know that I know what you're doing. I know that, I know that you labor. Yeah. I, 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 I know that you're r- radical. I know that you can't stand f- false prophets. I know that you've been that you have patience. And I know that you've suffered things for my name's sake. And he just goes on down the list. He's letting them know that he knows, hey, we got history, what they're doing. But then, then, then he gets to the meat of the matter. We can use those words, just for lack of better words. Then, because then, then, he almost likes he uses the sandwich effect. You know what the sandwich effect is? So like my daughter, when my, my daughter, she's, you know, she's married now, but my daughter, when she was, think by the time she's 12, 13, she's first degree black belt. And, and, and I'm, I wanted that to happen because I made sure that, you know, because I did it all my life and still love it today. And, and I wanted my daughter to do it. And, and one reason, I wanted my daughter to be able to handle herself and take care of herself. And, 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 I, and I had to put my daughter in school for, for a couple of years because we homeschooled and she got so behind and don't want me homeschooling. My wife did it. I don't take credit for nothing. <laughs> I was telling Pastor the other day. You know, my wife went away for the you know for three days, and I said, "I don't worry. I'll, I'll do school. Let me. Do, I'll do homeschool with her." So we sit down, and I says, "Honey, which subject do you do first? Well, we do science. Well, let's look at the science book." I'm like, well, "What do you do after science?" <laughs> and we do math. We got the math book. I'm like, 
Man. I didn't even have that when I was a senior. I said, oh, well, what do you do after math? What do we do English? Well, let's do English. Let's just go to English. Well, Daddy, you know, no, 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 no. we just skip some subjects. So we, so we got to English. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, you know, I said to, you know what I said to myself? I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> I can't believe you said crap. So I looked at my daughter, I'm like, sweetheart, you want to go to a matinee? <laughs> and I took her to a matinee for three days. <laughs> oh, we went and I took her to a matinee, then we went and played golf and all this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my daughter loved me being her teacher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, we did uh, put her in school, and she, of course she was in the martial arts, and so I told her, I want to put her in school, I, and I said to her, I said, I, I said sweetheart, she said, yes, Dad. I said, I don't want you to take anything from anybody. I said, you have my permission, if somebody comes and messes with you or picks on you, you have my permission to unleash on them. And don't you worry about the teacher, don't you worry about the principal. But I did tell her, but if you start it, then, then you're in trouble big time. I'm just telling her, that's why, you have, that's why it's good to have a dad in your life. Because you learn things. I said, what my dad did to me. Matter of fact, when I was six years old, I remember running from a fight. And my dad saw it, and he, he whipped me for running. I thought I, was, I thought I was just playing with my friend. I, no, I did. I thought we was my friend, and I was just playing. But my dad didn't see it that way. And I remember when I ran the corner, he grabbed me by my shoulder and picked me up. I'm like, I'm six years old. I'm on my feet's dangling. I'm like, what do I do, Daddy? What do I do? He takes me inside. I still, I remember, I remember it like it was this afternoon. No, it's that vivid in my mind. Six years old, and I remember my mom was doing dishes. I remember what the weather was like. No, I'm serious. I, it was a, it was a sunny day. I remember the weather. I was see, See what, 65, 66, 76, 96. It was 1969, 1970. I wasn't born. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> That's very inspiring to know in my life. Leave it to pastors, why? I wasn't born. Oh, I, 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 can't, I can't do this. Would you come and preach? I, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed now. <laughs> Jeez. Honey, I need that ARP card. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? ARP? ARP, whatever. I refuse to use that thing. I ain't the things of the devil. I ain't using it. And, no, but I remember, I remember like it was this afternoon. I didn't know what I was doing. My daddy, I'm feet dangling. He comes and sits down. My mom's doing the dishes, and he pulls me over his leg and starts whap, whap, whap. I'm like, what I do? I'm crying. I'm crying, screaming. I remember screaming. I still feel it on my backside. And he's saying these words, boy. Don't you ever run from nobody. You hear what I'm saying? Whap, whap. Don't you ever run? Okay, daddy. Don't you ever run from anybody in your life? You hear what I'm saying to you? Whap. Now, my dad wasn't mean. He was teaching me a lesson. Yeah. Then afterwards, he, he said, then he gave me the talk, and he said, don't you ever start it either. 
He said, but don't you ever run. And he said, if I find out that you've ever run, it's going to be worse than this. That's what he said to me. You know, I thanked my dad a couple years ago for doing that. Because we have a supernatural ministry, and I promise you, one thing that comes with the supernatural (laughs) is tons of persecution. I've had people come in my meetings try to kill me more than once. I've been physically attacked in my meetings by a bunch of devils. I've had people bring guns in the meeting, a bunch of devils. You know what? Every, every time stuff, some of that comes up, nah, I promise you, man, I, I go back to my, I hear my dad's words. Yeah. Boy, don't you ever run. I do. I, mean, I'm, I remember, ooh, look at that beautiful thing right there. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> and um, I remember being in high school, every time, you know, you get some bully or something come around, I, I remember my, I hear my dad's words ringing. No, I'm serious. And I thanked my dad. I thanked him. And we have a good relationship now because right after that, my dad left. He left when I was seven. And, and I needed him in my life, but he wasn't in my life. I needed him. Yeah. That's why the enemy hates, hates marriages. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he just tries to destroy marriages. Yeah, sure. Because it's just a fact. There's only certain things that a dad, we've got little Luke. There's only certain things that a dad can put in little Luke that the mama can't put That's in. Right. Vice versa with the kids. Yeah. With the, I mean, with the daughters. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. My dad left when I was six, seven. But he did teach me that one lesson. Now I have a great relationship with him now. I'll see him here next week. And I thanked him. I said, Dad, you remember, you remember when you spanked me because I was running from the fight that I didn't know was a fight? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but you know what he, when, he, when, he, when, he, when I told him that, he almost like felt bad. I said, no, 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 Dad, don't feel bad. I said, thank you. And then he told me why he did it. Because when he was a kid, he ran. And he, was, and he didn't have a dad in his life because his, his dad was a drunk, my grandfather. And, but he had his uncle. And his uncle, he watched him for a few days run from these kids. And then when he came in, his uncle looked at him. He said, you got two choices, boy. You can either stand here and fight me or you can go back and you face those kids. But you're going to do one or the other. And he went back and faced them and fought them and actually become best friends. Yeah. But, it, but, he, but it put something in him. Yeah. Hello, come on. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. And it's time that Christians get a backbone. Yeah. No, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than a spineless, weak Christian. Right. And why is it that Christians got the mindset that they're supposed to be walked on? Right. Why? Because that's what Hollywood tells you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, it's, it's almost like it's like it's like like it's you know it's a it's a sin to defend yourself. Who said? My Bible says God's got a war. Jesus, Jesus, as I said the other night, took a whip and went into the money changers, went into the temple. And he, the Bible says he drove them out. That means he got physical. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen? I mean, you should, you, should read, you should read the church history. You should read of Peter Cartwright. You should read to some of these old time men that God used mightily to bring a great awakening to America in the 1700s, 1800s. You read after these men. Hey, they were men. Hello? Hey, now, now, you, now you got guys. Now you got now everything. Well, let's just tug it out. 
and I'm listening. There's a time for everything. But there's also a time to stand your ground. Because if you don't think Christianity is a fight, it is a fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the Bible says, having did not to stand, you stand. That's why the Bible says you fight the good fight of faith. Hello, come on, church. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Anyway, praise the Lord. That's just, that's sermon number one. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of them tonight. <laughs> Actually, it's sermon number two because Pastor preached the first one. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, hallelujah. I tell you, the Lord is good, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, how many of you are happy? Yeah. She, 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 some of you need to look at what I'm looking at tonight. Some of, some of you need to know to find your face. Tell yourself, I'm happy. <laughs> hallelujah. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the church should, church should be a time where people come and, 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 and have a good time. Right. Yeah. Amen. Church should we want to be one of those places where kids get mad if you're going to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hello, come on, church. Amen. Amen. Now, I can understand wanting to be away, not, not wanting to be where there's religion. Because yeah. religion only produces death. Yeah. But guess what? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's right. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's also healing. Hallelujah, sister, that's, that's walking through the doors right now. There's also healing. Amen. You need healing in your body, don't you? I know I can see it on you. The Lord's going to touch you tonight. What's your name? Jill. Jill. Is this your husband? Yes. Okay. I learned to ask. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord's going to touch you tonight. Hallelujah. Carry on. <laughs> I was in a church in Indiana, and I said to this man, I said, <laughs> I said, sir, is this your son? He goes, no, it's my wife. I'm like, <laughs> like okay, <laughs> pastor, come here, please. <laughs> Take over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where's that mic? See, you never know what's going to happen in these meetings. How many know even tonight's already different than last night? I mean, every night's so different. Tomorrow night will be totally different than tonight. No, don't try to hold it. Don't try to hold that back. Don't try to hold that back. You just let that flow, Ginger. You just let that flow. Hallelujah. I tell you, the Lord is good. Sister, come here. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Hallelujah. We like... Snorts are welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let me just get a few more. How many of the Lord's touched you this, these last few nights? Raise your hand. Yeah. I mean, how many of the, the Lord's touched you in a way you haven't been taught before? Just wave your hand at me. Just wave your hand. Keep, <laughs> okay. Keep waving your hand. This week, those of you who've been in, this, in, the, you've been in these meetings. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you, you testify last night, didn't you? Come here, sister. I want you to testify. Come here, baby. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's start over here. Praise the Lord. Testing. Okay, green light. There it is. How you doing, sweetheart? Good. Hallelujah. I love C. I love C. I love C. I love C. 
I love seeing the touch of God on, on, on 13? 14. 14. On the kids. You know, you get your kids at a young age encountering God, there'll be a whole lot of hell you'll be spared when they get older. Yeah. I mean, I look at sister, I mean, little precious Victoria sitting right here. Victoria was in, she was in, she was born in revival. Just came in, and you know, born in the fires of revival, been in revival every year, and, and then she just went to Bible school. Now she's just come back from Bible school to help her dad, and she's, you know, she picked up somebody along the way. <laughs> she got her a pickup. Hallelujah. She went down to Bible school. You know, it's, the, the, our school is called River Bible training center, but they've changed the name to River Bridal Training Center. Because <laughs> so many of the girls go down there and find young Holy Ghost men. Hallelujah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So what I'm saying, you, you, you get your children at a young age and experiencing the real. No, listen to me. You get your children at a young age experiencing the real. No, you get your children at a young age experiencing the real. They won't. They. they you got. You, you. You can't stop that. You got to stop that because it's hitting me. <laughs> no, I don't want you to stop anything. Hallelujah. But the Lord's. The Lord's touched. She's so precious. So, just share what's been what's been happening to you the last few services. Well, first of all, I started laughing, and then, um, well, I went down, and, and uh, basically, things with, like, school and everything, like today, for example, many things went on, but I was just able to keep joy and stuff. So, when people would ask me how my day was, I was like, well, actually, it wasn't too great, but it's great now, so... <laughs> So like, uh, listen, kids. I'll tell you what. Kids face way more pressure yeah. today than they did when we was in school. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a whole lot more compromise that's going on. So, but the Lord's been touching you in the meetings, hasn't He? Yes, sir. It's good, isn't it? Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. When you leave here at night, does it stop? No. <laughs> so, so there's people here that's here for the first time. Just the first time. Just, just tell them about what's what's been happening to you in the meetings. Well, things that would be stressful, I've been able to laugh at them and just keep joy, and they haven't been bothering me. Yeah. Have you found, have you, have you, um, found yourself getting uh, what we'd call a little drunk these, this last few nights? <laughs> Very. <laughs> she said that with confidence, didn't she? <laughs> you know what? I find in every church we go to, there's always, you know, a few that come become the church drunk. <laughs> One of them is the pastor's middle daughter. <laughs> it's good, isn't it, honey? It is. And do you recommend it? Recommended for those that are here tonight? Yes. yes sir. 
Hallelujah. Listen, she's a teenager. One thing about teenagers, they don't make anything up. Amen? When we were teenagers, we were cool. But today's teenagers are lit. So she's lit, you know what I mean? Amen, it's so awesome. I, I tell you, the hand of the Lord's on you in a, in a strong way. Isn't that wonderful? Hearing from, hearing from her, thank you, honey. Hearing from 14-year-old, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come, come here, maniac. They call her maniac because she's from Maine, and that's what they call themselves in, in Maine. They're maniacs. Accurate. Just like, what do you call yourself in Carolina? Tar Heels. Huh? Carolinians. Carolinians. I'm, I, I, I think I'm a little drunk right now. <laughs> you should have come and stood beside our little sweetheart. What's, 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 what's happening? What's been happening this week? The Lord has just um, been revealing himself to me in a way that I, he hasn't before, um, a way that has made him more real to me, things that I've been desiring for uh, to understand and to see happen. Um, not only has he spoken them to me, but... You were mentioning the youth. One of the things that I've been believing for is the youth to go to another level and to receive the Lord in a new way. And I'm physically watching prayers that I've prayed get answered before me and the Lord to start to move in me and through me and on the church in a way that it just, um, it hasn't before. It's good, isn't it? Amen. And you know what? It's just the beginning. Amen. It's just been because the only way the only way the youth of this area is going to be reached is by the power of God. Nothing else yeah. is going to do it. Yeah. Programs won't do it. Yeah. Hello, it's only by the power of God. Yeah. That's the only way this region and this uh, you saw last night. Pastor put the vision up. The only way that's going to happen is by the power of God. It doesn't happen by and doesn't listen. The kingdom of heaven doesn't advance through the intellect of man. The kingdom of heaven advances by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Shh, never the same. Whew. Hallelujah. Come here. I heard, I, I, I heard your testimony this, uh, this afternoon, or tonight, just actually oh. a couple hours ago. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> it was probably about 5.30 I heard it. Huh? So just, or quarter to six, just, but just, uh, just share, huh? Oh. Facebook. It's on Facebook. Yes, yeah, yeah, I you tell put it on Facebook. Everybody. Um, well, Sunday. Um, I have always felt the Lord. Um, I was raised in church, and I've always felt Him. You know, I've always, you know, prayed and stuff. And but Sunday, I felt Him in a way I have never, ever, ever felt Him. <laughs> I was sitting in my seat, and I got so hot. But I, like, it was just like right here. I was hot. My hands were freezing, but I was just burning up right here. And I was like, oh my gosh, do they got the heat on? And then <laughs> when I walked, literally after service was done, I went to look and see if the heat was on, but it was not on. It was like 62 degrees in here, but I was on fire. Um, and I just knew that it was the fire of God all in me. And I just could not contain myself. I, when I came up here, I and hit that floor, it was so heavy. It was just like I could not pick myself up. I couldn't even leave that night. I was going to find a taxi because I would walk out that door and I just had to come back in. I was just like, I got to go back in there. I, I feel it. I got to go back in there. And um, even after I left and got my car, oh, 
when I left, I had a flat tire, a dead battery, and everything. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> it's okay, because I'm fine. Tonight was wonderful. So I went home, and I couldn't even go to bed. I sat on my couch, and I was just like, oh, my God. God, what are you telling me? And then last night was totally different. It was just emotional, and I just prayed, God, like, just do whatever you need to do. And just use me in whatever way you need to use me and he just he just laid this joy and this peace all over me and today has been amazing people would come to work and usually at work i'm like oh gosh more patience but they're like hey how are you i'm like i am wonderful i'm great how are you and i'm like have a blessed day just it's amazing and i you know i've just kept that attitude like ever since sunday it's just been a whole different me and it feels amazing so you you had an, you had an encounter with him oh yes most definitely and it's real isn't it oh my goodness yes it i can't so wait real. for more <laughs> i'm ready i mean i'm in work clothes i was like i'm not even going home because i might be late i want to get there i need yeah. to be right there i need yeah. more yeah. So. you know what and you will leave with more I can't wait to see how much more. Like I said, I want it all. I want it all. Jesus. Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I tell you, the Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know what? One more before we. Come here, come here my friend. Come here, Dennis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, he's been, a, it's important for you to hear stuff. Yeah. You know, it's important for you to hear things because this isn't, first off, this is not anything new. This has been going on. This has been going on for 2,000 years, more yeah. than 2,000 years. This is how the church started. Yeah. Amen. The church was birthed in fire. Right. Listen, the church was birthed in the fire of God. Yeah. John said when he comes, he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. God is a God of fire. One of the, one of the markings of every believer should be fire. Yeah. One, come on, fire should be upon yeah. every single believer. Amen? Yeah. That's one of the things that should mark us. And I promise you, when the fire of God's in you, I, I, I promise you one thing you won't find is, 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 is a timid, people being timid or That's people right. being shy. I mean, That's there's right. boldness that comes with that. Come on. You won't find compromise when, yeah. when we, and, and I remember this, my, my dear friend, you know, I knew him before I knew my wife. And um, we were in school together. We used to work a secular job together back when I was like, what, 19, 20, whatever. But and the Lord touched him. And, <laughs> no, I was 19 or 20. And, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely wasn't born in. You look good. I found the secret. And, um, <laughs> and um, I, re I remember one, one, one night he, he testified. I had, during the revival, and, and the Lord's touched him all, many, for many, many times throughout the years. And I remember he testified one night about how he come up to testify. First, he froze. He went into a trance for like, what, like, an hour, at least an hour, maybe more. He was in a trance, couldn't even move. And then I think a separate night he came up to testify and the fire of God hit him. And he took off running. 
And you know, listen, he's like me, huh? Listen, it ain't, it, it, he ain't gonna run just to run. <laughs> Have some more, sister. Have another drink. Filled. He, he's not. <laughs> he's not gonna just run to run. I mean, you better know. You better know if he's dancing. You trust me, it's God in the house. And um, and so I remember one night, the fire of God hit him, and he took off running. And I remember afterwards, he told me, he said, my, my legs were running so fast, I was trying to keep up with my legs. <laughs> I actually understand how the prophet of God outran the chariot. I mean, honestly, I do. I, I, I ran Ahab's chariot, Elijah. I understand it. You, you, you just, you, yeah. come on, because it's, it's the supernatural coming on you. Yeah. You know, you know you, people say, well, I, Brother Richard, please describe the anointing to me. Well, you know, the best way I can describe it to you mm. is this. The best way to describe the anointing is this way. The anointing is, is God coming upon flesh. God coming upon flesh. And when God comes upon flesh, guess what flesh is going to do? Supernatural things that he can't do in the natural. And he took off running, and he just didn't run down. I mean, the church is, I mean, it's a big, what's the square footage of the church? It's big, I mean, it's the bottom, the bottom seats like 1,000 people, right? 900 to 1,000 people, just the bottom. And he took off running. I, I, him and I, we go, we go, when I go up there, we go pray in the sanctuary. And I've timed it out. I can start at the front and I can walk and pray because I like to walk and pray. And it takes me about two, it takes me about two minutes and 30 seconds to, just to walk and pray around the church. And, and, but he took off running. And then instead of running around the church, he busted through the doors and he, he turns the corner and is running outside. And as he's running outside, here comes this streak. And it's Pastor Dennis. And he catches, he didn't catch him. He just ran right past him. But, they, but, but two of the, two of the, was it the elders? I think, I don't know. Two, don't see, anyway, two of the, I think there's elders, but two of the people in the church <laughs> stepped outside to take a smoke. And all of a sudden, they get outside to take a smoke, and phew, here goes Dennis. <laughs> and there's like, <laughs> oh, but the fire of God hit his legs. I mean, uh, hallelujah. Uh, I tell you, my, 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 my. I, I, I'm telling you right tonight's a supernatural night. I, I tell you, there's angels here right now tonight. There's angels in this service tonight. There's impartation in this house tonight. I'm telling you, some of you find yourself years from now, you're going to find yourself on a foreign field proclaiming and preaching the gospel with power and demonstration. Mm. And people are going to ask you, how did it happen? You're going to talk about, I was in a service in, in Boomerang, North Carolina, and I was in the service in, or Boomerang, or whatever. <laughs> album or, Boomerang Church. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Hallelujah. So just, 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 just tell about here. Take, take the mic and just, just, just tell what happened with you and the things that's happened. Mm. Hallelujah. Because this, listen, this is, you know, this is history, and you gotta, you gotta hear testimonies. You know, yeah. testimonies are strengthen your faith because every single one of you here, God wants you to have a face to face meeting with Him. Every single one of you here, God wants you to have an encounter with Him.
1993. And uh, yeah, we were at church. My, at, that, at this time, my father was, uh, uh, he still is, but not much, but anyway. <laughs> he was senior pastor. And uh, he had just, oh, sure, you wanted the history. No, no, just, whatever, just follow the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and he, he uh, had just finished up his doctorate degree at ORU. And he was wanting to take the church in a, uh, a direction of uh, like a high church. Like Robert Schuller, he wanted, because he got his doctorate degree and all this education, it went to his head. And he wanted to come out and, and preach in a robe. And, you know, he was thinking, man, I can get all these Mercedes and BMWs in the parking lot. I've got a doctorate degree in a ring now. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, see people, that's what people don't know. People, when you get under the anointing, because the anointing is truth, you start telling the truth. No, I'm serious. And uh, <laughs> God had other plans. <laughs> had other plans. <laughs> and I think you talked about it some tonight, right? I just talked about how the first meeting, how... Okay. We met and had lunch, and how he said that if you, you, yeah. you know, set the people up, I'll shut the meeting down, and, and just that, I didn't. That's so, it. so God's moving, you know. And I got to tell you this: I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Go ahead, uh, you follow the Holy yeah, Ghost. Yeah, I understand. Hold up. <laughs> but there's there's a bunch of people watching online, but follow the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I think, it was like 300 and something. <laughs> so God's moving, starts moving, and So things happened and things changed. We're trying to change, and uh, we start a we start a revival at our church. And it it starts out. Richard was probably one of your first revivals. It was um, uh, no. It was the actually it was the third one. Third one. No. Third, yeah, extended, the third probably extended. your first extended or third extended. No, the first one was Concord, North Carolina. Okay. The second one was um, West anyway. Springfield, Massachusetts. The third one was Greensboro. And uh, what did I say? I mean, I can't. I, I, to this day, I think about it. I say, how in the world could someone do this? Or, anyway, so Richard, we're having meetings, and the Holy Ghost is 
you know, just pouring out. People are flooding, in, flooding into the church. People from six states. Yeah, to the all over the place. And understand, Richard, he's not, he's not the preacher he is now. I mean, he wasn't a... Truth is I just had the truth come out, right? <laughs> yeah, but not for your best friend. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. You just follow the He was in the beginning stages of, oh, it's okay. So for him to preach extended, extended meetings, you know, you might hear the same message three or four nights in a row. <laughs> I can tell you about the woman with the issue of blood and the, and the cape, throwing the cape and... Good, you're going to hear about it again tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But before one night, so I can't go about my testimony because we won't get anywhere. No, no, I want to hear about your testimony. You gave me the microphone, man. You said follow the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm helping. <laughs> Anyhow, one night before Richard <clears throat> goes out to preach, my, past, my, my father, he was still struggling. You know, he'd been touched by the Holy Ghost, but he, had, he, he, was, raised, he was raised Mormon, Latter-day Saint, and he gave his life to Christ at 28 years old, and was, went through Baptist school, so he was indoctrinated big time, okay? So it was still difficult for him. Just hold up, it was difficult for him. Well, one night before Richard goes out to preach, <clears throat> he tells him, he says, listen, I know you're manipulating my congre- congregation. You're psychosomatic, right? Yeah, he read some letters. Yeah, something psychosomatic. He said, you do not do this to these people. You go out there and you preach, and you just, you, you can't, he said, you got to... He said, what you're doing, son, what you're doing in my church is what puts people in mental institutions. There you go. This is before he goes out to preach. He tells them, what you're doing put, put people in mental institutions. So Richard goes out, doesn't change a thing. Doesn't change a thing. Holy Ghost starts falling all over the place. Boom, 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 boom. I'm saying what, what, just how God works and changes things. So anyway, after towards the meeting, we had, they formed the prayer lines. So everybody's going to have, have hands laid on them, okay? Well, they divide the line. My, my father starts going this way, and Richard starts laying on hands people this way. So I'm sitting here watching all this, you know, back watching all this. There's like almost a thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so dad starts laying hands and praying for people. Okay, and they and he starts going this way, and every head he puts on, every time he lays hands on somebody, they just stand there stiff as a board. Nothing's happening. Richard's going down. Boom, 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 boom. Dad's over here. He's laying hands, laying hands, laying hands. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Dry, dead. Nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. And he turns around and looks. All this crowd over here is just wiped out. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So he stops. He stops, this is what he does. He stops and he turns around and he gets in the prayer line. 
That's what he did. That's what he did. And what happened? God changed his life. And it turned the church completely around. And then he wrote, then he wrote, wrote some books on revival. Yeah, wrote books on revival. And, 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 uh, church began to grow and, I mean, exponentially and offerings increased exponentially. It was phenomenal. Three weeks and it just continued, continued. And uh, God is good. And of course, he, and uh, my life in 1993 was, was. Tell us what happened. in Lakeland, Florida. And uh, God God touched me. You've never been the same, have you? <clears throat> And uh, I got home, walked in the front door of my house, and boom, went down and crawled to the phone and called Richard. <laughs> and I heard all the other lives, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my conversation was, it's real, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said, he said, it'll lift, and it's about two or three days, it'll lift, and you'll be able to. You'll be able to function. Because I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know. I, I, I mean, we, <clears throat> I get home, and the, and the next day, I did, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I was, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know. And uh, we got home on a Friday. And the Saturday at that time, <clears throat> I was a youth pastor. And we had this, this thing that we did we, where it talks about in the Bible that we take care of the, the uh, orphans and widows and so forth and so on. And so we had a ministry set up with the teenagers like this where they would go to a widow's house and mow the grass and clean the yard and anything that around the house that they could do, we would fix things and this kind of stuff, you know. And so we had the kids going out that Saturday, and I go there, and I, I couldn't talk to anyone. I tried to talk, and I couldn't. It just wouldn't, nothing come out. And I didn't, want to, I didn't want to talk to anybody. And so 
I just got one of our leaders and I said, take them and go. Just take them and go. And <clears throat> after a while, I got my composure and was on the way back to the house. I said, well, I'll stop by and see what's going on. And I get there, and, and this lady had no clue where I had been. She had no, she, all she was, she didn't, she didn't know what was going on no more than I did. <laughs> but all I remember, all I remember her coming out of the front door, seeing me, and she had, had like her, what you call them when they sleep? Pajamas. Pajamas, not pajamas. But not pajamas, but like her. <laughs> Her bed clothes. That was, that was early in the morning. She had was with, <clears throat> in her bed clothes. Right? Elderly lady, okay? She's an elderly lady. So, you know, had the bun. You know what I'm talking about. You see the picture. Got the hair thing on it and, and you know, kind of scary. But <laughs> but she comes out the front door and she's just waddling across the... Maybe that's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> she, she comes out the front door to hug me and thank me because she's so happy that all these you know her her shrubberies are getting cut the mo the yard's getting mowed and the girls are inside dusting and cleaning everything and, and she's so happy she wants to give pastor a hug so i go okay so she comes up to me and hugs me and as soon as, as soon as i put my arm around her <laughs> she goes down in the front yard in her night clothes. <laughs> with all these teenagers around. I mean, just like nobody caught her, I didn't catch her nothing. She just, <laughs> right in the front yard. I saw her, I looked at her, I turned around, I went and got in my car and I left. <laughs> I didn't say nothing to nobody. She had no clue. I had no clue. The teenagers had no clue. For all I know, somebody called down 911, you know. I don't know. I just turned around and I left. And then the following Sunday, the same thing happened to the whole congregation. And they still fall down. <laughs> I understand why now. <laughs> but God is, he's so good, church. He's so good. He's so faithful. You know, the Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will not leave you as orphans. He's always there. He's always there, church. He's always there. Even if you don't feel like he's there, he's there. He's there. Amen. Amen.
We serve a good God. An awesome God. That's all I can do. People don't understand. It's not as as easy as people think. And actually, he just, people don't know it, is that he just gave me, he gave me an incredible compliment. Because if he would have told, if he would have, if he'd have said to you that Richard's the same now as he was 93, I'm out of quit. (laughs) 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 I'd have just quit. We need to be going higher, amen? We need to be going deeper in the things of God, amen? We need to be growing in the things of God, amen? amen. You know, even next time we come back here, if, 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 it's, if, if, if you don't see growth in me, something's wrong, amen? amen. We should be growing in, uh, in, in, in the things of God, and we should be growing on a regular basis, amen? amen? Hallelujah. I want you to open your Bibles tonight, if you would, to the, to the book of Acts. Hallelujah. You know what? And, well, I'm just, tonight we'll just receive the offering at the end because I've been doing that. I've been doing that uh, every night. Usually we do it at the very beginning. And um, cause usually if we wait to the end, we never get anything because everybody's on the floor. I don't want to be a pickpocket. <laughs> but we're just going to wait to the end of the night because I just feel like I just need to get right into something here because people need to know the ways of the Spirit. And one of the things that we should as the church be, we should not be ignorant of the ways of the Spirit. Amen? The, the, we should recognize the anointing. Yeah. And there's been, listen, there's been times that I've turned on the TV and I don't really, I mean, I just watch certain things now. <clears throat> my, 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 my TV stays on a certain channel, and uh, but you can I, I can I can actually turn on the TV and 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 I've done it before and, and see the anointing on people. And I remember one time I I and I want to talk to you about the anointing of God tonight, the Spirit of the Lord. I I remember turning on the TV one time, and I saw that it was I was flipping through the channels. And I, there was this comedian on there, and man, he was, he was not a nice guy. But what stopped me was I saw the anointing on him. And, and, and to be honest with you, I can, only, I can only watch it for like a minute or two. He's just vulgar. I just, ugh. And, but I saw the anointing on him. Right. And come to find out, the guy was a backslidden Pentecostal preacher. And I found out that and he's dead now, but I found I found out that he was that to make a long 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 story short, I found out that that he um, actually just a few months before before he died, he he rededicated his life to the Lord. And matter of fact, the, the gentleman because he was in a car wreck in Vegas, and, and matter of fact, the gentleman that. Uh, that was in the car with him was holding him in his arms. And, and, and his last words were, Lord, not now, not now, Lord. Basically, he was saying, the Lord, Lord came for me. Basically, he was saying, Lord, my, my, my heart's right now. I, I, I want to you know, um, work for you. But the Lord came for him. 
So thank God he got his life right. Yeah. But the, the thing was is that I'm flipping through the TV and I saw the anointing on him. See, the gifts and callings are without repentance. Yeah. That's right. They're very holy. The gifts of God are very holy. The anointing is very holy. That's why, that's why we, we must be eternally minded because we are all going to stand before God and we're going to give an account of what he's given us. You're going to give an account of the money, what you do with your money. You're going to give, you, listen, you're going to give an account. If, if God's anointed you and equipped you in certain areas, you're going to give an account of what you did with that. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. God hasn't gifted you. God has not equipped you for you to build your kingdom. God's anointed you and God has equipped you for you to build His kingdom and advance His kingdom. Amen? Amen? Amen. And if you're not advancing His kingdom and you're advancing your kingdom, something's wrong and you need to make some adjustment. Yeah. Amen? Amen. But it's the anointing of God that makes the difference in people's lives. And so we have, we have to change our mindset because we have to realize that we, listen, we're not in just in the last days. We are the last of the last of the last yes. days. The last drop of sand in the hourglass is about ready to drop and the trumpet's going to sound and away we go. So we have a work to do. Yeah. Come on, church. We have, yeah. a, we have a work to do. Come on, we have a work to do. Amen. 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 And I, I've determined in my life, you know, I've determined... And I did, this a few, I did this a number of years ago, but I've, I've determined in my life that everything I do, everything you see me doing today, everything you see my wife and I doing, the money we're spending on the crusades, the money we're spending on every, everything. And we're doing, next year we're doing, we're going to do some big crusades. And that each one, I'm believing, each one I'm believing to, to cost $100,000 for each one to do. And because we're after the souls. I'm, I'm listening. You've got to, listen, you've got to dedicate yourself completely to the, to the purpose of Christ. You've got to pick up your cross and you've got to dedicate yourself wholeheartedly, 100% to the advancement of God's kingdom and to be about His Amen. kingdom. It's not about your Amen. kingdom. Listen, it's not, about your, it's not about your kingdom. Listen to me closely. It's not about your kingdom. It's about His kingdom. Yeah. And when, if God's equipped you and God's gifted you in certain areas, then you're going to stand before God and you're going to give an account of what you did with what He gave you because the reality is they're His gifts. Yeah. Amen. They're His gifts. The money God's blessed you with, guess what? It's His money and you're just a steward of it. Yeah. I, was, uh, I, I was told, Pastor, uh, I, was, I saw today that, that a, uh, another minister put out a tweet and, and put it on Facebook, uh, how the average Christian, and this is, this is, this is, this is, this is a, a shame. It's a disgrace, and it's a mockery. Yeah. The average Christian gives $800 a year to yeah. the gospel, yeah. right. but spends $1,200, almost $1,200, like $1,100, almost $1,200 a year on coffee. Yeah. That's wrong. Let me tell you something. That's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That is wrong. And listen, if, you spend, if you're spending more money on your hobbies than you are the kingdom of God, your priorities are way wrong. Yes. And you're going to stand before God and give an account. Yeah, yeah that's good. Because it's not about your kingdom, it's about His kingdom. That's right. Because guess what? The moment you gave your life to Jesus, you died. You don't belong to you anymore. That's right. yeah. You belong to Him. Yep. Amen? Amen. And we have to focus on His kingdom. But here's the thing that people don't get. Once you focus on His kingdom and will wholeheartedly 100% go after His kingdom and advance in His kingdom, guess what He's going to do? He's going to take care of your house. That's right. If you'll be about His business, He'll be about your business. You take care of His house, He's going to take care of your house. Amen? Yeah. And, some of the, and some of the things God, God, God will test you with just to see how you're going to do. No, God, some things God will test you with. 
You know, you listen, if some people in the church right now would get blessed with a million dollars, you wouldn't see you wouldn't you wouldn't see them in church for a while because they'd go off on some, you know, vacation for a few months. Yeah. That tells you right there your heart's wrong. Because yeah. I'll tell you one thing that money will do. Money will will reveal your heart. Yeah. I'll say it again, money will reveal your heart. Yeah. And that's why we have to have revival. That's why we have to have the move of God. That's why the fire of God has to fall. Because when the fire of God falls, guess what the fire does? The fire of God cleans us up. The fire, the fire of God goes right to the heart. Come on, the fire of God goes right to the heart and burns some of that stuff up. Amen? Amen. Because that's really what revival is all about. Yeah. Now listen, I know people Listen, I know people have been carried out of here. I mean, somebody testified, our sister testified... Last night, your wife testified. He had to carry his wife out of here Sunday night. <laughs> First time she ever been carried out of church. Had to carry his wife out of here. Why? Because the power of God was on her. The Spirit of God was on her. And yet, but understand something about revival. And everybody wants to focus on, on the manifestations. And we have incredible manifestations. I mean, I can sit here and tell you for weeks just manifestation after manifestation after manifestation. I can sit here and just tell you about the manifestations that took place at, at his church for four weeks. For those the supernatural healings and the miracles and the people getting out of wheelchairs. and bra- I mean, incredible things that are happening. But yet, understand something. Revival is not about getting drunk. If you think revival is about getting drunk, then you don't really understand revival. If you think revival is about manifestations, you don't really understand revival. Because understand, when revival comes, revival comes to the heart of man. Why? So that man can fall in love with Jesus all over again so that Jesus can be his first love. That's the purpose of revival. The revival comes to get us right with the Lord. Hello. Come on. Revival comes to get us right with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. Amen. And then guess what? When things get taken out of the heart and the blessings come, then, then, then you, you know what? You won't, you won't be gone for months. Yeah. <laughs> My wife and I, deal, deal, we, listen, we've, we've dealt with people over, over the past who, you know, I mean, on fire for God at one time, but yet they get blessed, supernaturally blessed, and yeah. they just apply, apply principles to their life, spiritual principles to their life, and they get blessed, and next thing you know, they're off, they're not even in church anymore. Why? Yeah. Because now they have the money to fulfill the things yeah. that's in the heart. Right. That's why revival has to come. Why? To deal with the heart, because revival is all about the heart. Yeah. Right. Don't focus on the manifestations. If you focus on the manifestations, then, you, then you, 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 you're, you're painting a false picture of what revival is. Revival is all about the heart. Yeah. It's all about the heart. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. It's all about, because understand something. Realize this about the anointing. The same anointing that saves, heals, and delivers is the same anointing that kills. Hello? And a nice and fire can tell you about that. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But the, 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 the reality is we'll be, we'll be judged. But understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit. We have to understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit and why He comes. He comes for a purpose and He comes for a reason. Amen? And the Bible here in the book of Acts in, in chapter 1, notice what the Bible says in verse 1. In <clears throat> In my first book, I told, will you just put it on the screen? Can you just do that? Just put it on the screen? Yeah, there we go. Put, put up the King James. The former treaty have I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Look at the next verse. 
Listen to this. This is powerful. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. You know, do you, do you realize what? I want you to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit. And you know, the, and here the last couple of nights, you know, we, we went to Genesis chapter 1 and we went to Revelation chapter 22 verse 17. For what purpose? So that you can understand that the, that the Word of God, the Bible, begins with the Holy Spirit and ends with the Holy Spirit. And you can see the Holy Spirit at work in every single book of the Bible. You can see him at work. You should do, you know, you should, you should do a study and, ju- and just see the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit, will be, I, I, I be, I've been in prayer before. I mean, just here, just be praying because we're here praying. We're here praying every day. I mean, we're here praying every day from, from 9 to 12 o'clock, just three hours. Not fellowshipping. We're not coffee and donuts. We're, I mean, we're just praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, we're just praying in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we're pressing in for some things. And because understand something, you gotta you gotta understand things don't just change. Things don't just change because you hope they change. Things just don't change because you wish them to change. Things change as a result of something that you do. That's a principle of the kingdom of God. If you want a key to the kingdom of God, that's one of the keys. God responds to us. Listen to me very closely. God always responds to us. Well, if the Lord just wants it, it's gonna happen. Absolutely not. That's not how my father is. Right. Because if God was to operate that way, then, then he would not be just. Yeah. He's a just God. Amen. Amen? That's why everybody's got it. That's why no, nobody, can, no, nobody can make heaven without making Jesus the Lord of their life. Come on. Nobody can, nobody can make heaven. Nobody can make heaven unless Jesus is made Lord of one's life. Because no man comes unto the Father but through him. You know if Jesus, if the Father was to allow people into heaven without coming through Jesus, then he wouldn't be just. He'd be an unjust God. That's right. But he's not an unjust God. He's a just God. Hello? Yeah. He's a just God. And every, indiv- every individual that, that's ever done anything mighty for God, you listen, you, you can, you'll find a thread that runs throughout their life, and it's the same thread with everybody. You know what that thread is? Is that sometimes, someplace in their life, they did something that caused God to move. They did, you know what they did? And it's found in the scripture, found in, in the book of James, the fourth chapter. You know what they did? They drew nigh to him. Yeah. And the Bible says when we draw nigh to God, then God draws nigh to us. The Bible says that when we call upon him, he will answer us and he'll show us great and mighty things that we know not. The Bible says if we'll seek him, we'll find him when we search for him with all of our hearts. Hello? That's why, you, that's why you, that's, you, you'll hear me, I mean, 30 years from now, uh, you'll come to one of my meetings, you'll hear me still talking about being hungry. Why? Because hunger's the key to having a meeting with God. Hunger's the key to having an encounter with God. Hunger's the key to flowing in the supernatural. Hunger's the key to having the gifts of the Spirit released. Hunger's the key for the glory of God to come. Hunger's the key for the fire of God to come. You've got to be hungry for the things of God. Because if you want, listen, if you want to flow in the supernatural, then you're going to have to have an encounter with God. Yeah. If you want to flow in miracles, then you're going to have to have an encounter with God because nothing just happens, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing just happens. Yeah. Well, I think I'm just going to try it out. That's the wrong reason. Stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. He draws nigh. To us when we draw out of him. And every individual, every individual that God's ever used, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. There is a reason for it. Because they got hungry for God. But yet you also see that in their life you see the Holy Spirit moving in a mighty way. Why? Because they hook up with him. 
Understand, man doesn't do it. Man just yields. It's the Spirit of God that does it. The way people acted around here the last few nights, I, I didn't make you do that. I didn't, make, I didn't make this brother's wife get stuck to the floor and get drunk in the Holy Ghost and have to be carried out. There's nothing I did to make that happen. Hello? If I, listen, if I had that kind of power, I'd make everybody that way. It's not anything I did. What do I do? I just yielded to the Holy Spirit. I just yielded to the Holy Spirit. And when, because he's the one that walks up and down the aisles. But you know why, why God touched her? The way he touched her? Because she's hungry. Yeah. You know why God's been touching you the way he's been touching you? Because you're hungry. Yeah. Why? Because you know what? I can prove it because you're here on a Tuesday night. Right. Some of you drove from Greensboro. Some of you drove from Charlotte. Some of you drove from Salisbury. Some of you drove from, you know, other 45 minutes away. Listen, only hungry people do that. Right. Only people that desires a touch from God does that. People that come to check things out don't do that. Because hunger has an action. Amen. I mean, you heard Pastor Dennis mention that I would, how I would, I, you heard me preach on the woman this year blood many nights. But yet, guess what? It was because of her hunger and it was because of her desperation. It was because of her faith that caused the power of God to be released in her life because the reality is if you read the story, Jesus never even touched her. But yet the power of God, the miracle working power of God was manifested into her life. Why? Because it's something she did that made that happen. You You look at blind Bartimaeus. It's something that he did that caused the Lord of glory to stand still. Think about this. If, if blind Bartimaeus can call the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Lord of glory to stand still, guess what? You can cause him to stand still and yes. come on your behalf. Because everything that's in the word of God is for our example. I'll say it again. Everything that's in the word yes. of God is for our example. Amen. Amen. That's why the Lord, the, Lord, the Lord said to me years ago, said it through another man of God. The Lord said to me years ago, teach my people today to do what they did in the Bible. And when they do, the results they had in the Bible will be the results people have today. Why? Because understand every, sto- every story that's in here. Listen, it's not, it's, it's not to be read for your children. It's not a bedtime story to read to your children as you're putting them to bed. You should do that, but that's not the purpose of it. Understand, God put it, this is his word, this is his God for our life. God put it in there for our example. What's the example? For us to follow and for us to do. And if you act like they acted and do what they did and have the heart that they had, guess what? The same thing that happened to them is going to happen to you. Amen. 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 The same thing. do Do you know the Bible teaches us how to have a double portion in the anointing? Do you, know the Bible, do you know the Bible teaches us how, how to receive the anointing? you know the Bible teaches us how to have a miracle? Do you know, here's the reality. You can have any anointing that you want to. It just comes down to one thing. How desperate and how hungry are you for it and what are you willing to do? Yeah. Amen. You mean the Bible teaches it? Yeah, look at Elijah and Elisha. Amen. But yet, yet, then again, but you look at all, every individual, the Spirit of God was moving, and they just yielded to the Spirit of God. Understand, the Holy Ghost is the source. That's why we must yield to the Holy Spirit. 
And, he, and, I, and I read this scripture here in, verse, in, 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 in Acts chapter 1 verse 2 because I want you to see here. I want you to see that the Bible says that Jesus himself, even after he'd been raised from the dead, even after he'd been glorified, even after he had offered his blood to the Father and he came back and he appeared and showed himself alive uh, by many infallible proofs for 40 days, that even Jesus, after he'd been raised from the dead and glorified, still by the Holy Ghost gave instruction. You understand the importance of the Holy Spirit. Read it. Put it back on the screen, please. Look what he says. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost. This is the Lord of glory. That's so good. This is the Lord of glory. This is God. This is El Shaddai. This is the great I Am. But what's he doing? After he's even been glorified, he's still given instructions by the Holy Ghost. That's what it says. Do you understand the importance of the Holy Spirit? That's why you got to follow Him. That's why you got to yield to Him. That's why, and listen, the more you yield, the easier it is to yield. The, the, the more you yield, well, listen, when he speaks and you, and you yield, I promise you, each time his voice gets louder and louder and louder. So much so, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, every time, every time the Lord speaks to me, especially in the area of giving, because I used to be, listen, I used to be, my wife and I, especially when we was first married for the first many years, if we had an argument, it was always over my bondage, not hers. Because I used to have such a poverty mentality. Everything had to be, everything had to be used. You know, it was, and, and my, my mindset, and it's just the way I thought, because of the way I grew up, because I, I listen, my father left when I was seven. I had to, grew up in the, I grew up in basically government housing. And you develop this mindset. And it's a poverty mindset that is totally opposite of the word of God. That's why, that's why poverty should even be spoken from the lips of a believer. That's because right. it has, right. because the only thing we should be speaking from our mouth is that which comes from heaven. The only thing we should be speaking from our mouth is that which comes from Scripture. Yep. If it doesn't come from Scripture, then we need not to be saying it. Yep. Oh, so what are you going to get off in the confession right now? Well, what, what's so, well, you know what? Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> because the reality is everybody is where they are today because of what you've been saying yesterday. Let me tell you how important confession is. Let me tell you how powerful confession is. Here's how powerful confession is. Confession, what you say is so powerful that the Bible says, listen to me, what you say is so powerful that, listen, you're only allowed to see with your natural eyes in your life the things you say. Let that get in you. A Bible school student has told me, say it again. Okay, I'll say it again. No, but it's the fact. You're only allowed to see what you say. Because Jesus said you'll have what you say. And so if you, want to, if, you, if, you want, if you see things going on in your life, guess what? It's because of what you've been saying. That's how the Bible says so. The Bible says life and death is in your tongue. No, life and death is in your tongue. That's why, that, that's why you gotta guard your, guard, you got to guard your mouth. What are you, one of those name and claim? You know what? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the extreme. I'm not ashamed of it. That's right. 
Not ashamed of it at all. Not ashamed of it at all. I'm just so, it, it, it so aggravates me when people get ashamed of the, the truth. And people won't take a stand for the truth. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Listen, do you, do you know why wicked in the world, you know why wickedness in the world's prevailing today? Because the church has kept their mouth shut and done nothing. That's yeah. right. Because the only way for uh, the only way for wickedness to prevail is for righteous people to do nothing. That's right. That's the only way wickedness can prevail. But we're the church. We're the church. We're the glorified church. We're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. No, we are the body of Christ. We're Christ in the earth. We are the body of Christ. He's the head of the church which is his body, the fullness of fill of all in all. We are the church. What do you mean? We're the church. Well, guess what? Just as Jesus acted, because when he was on the earth, he was the church. Just as Jesus acted when he was on the earth is how we are to act. And Jesus went about setting the captives free. Why? Because he said himself that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. 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 Just you know how important the Holy Spirit was in the life of Jesus? I'm going to tell you how important it was. Every city, every town he went into, the very first thing he would do is begin to advertise that the Spirit of God's on him. Amen? Because the reality is he's the one that's walking up and down these aisles right now. And it just takes people being bold. Getting full of him. Being baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. And if you're not baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost, come Thursday, by the time Thursday comes around, you will be. (laughs) Because fire isn't an option. Fire is not an option. It's scripture for every believer to be baptized in the fire of God. That's why the Bible says that when he comes, he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's why you see fire on the day of Pentecost when the church was birthed. The church was birthed in fire. And for the fire of God to not be present in the church is not biblical and it's wrong and there's something wrong. Amen. Amen. Well, we just, well, we want revival, Brother Richard, but we just want some nice little quiet revival. There ain't no such thing. <laughs> no, what, what, you, what people are saying, you want to control. No, you want to control things. And, and every, everybody, listen, I promise you, God will never do it the way you think it should be done. Yeah. No, because God don't yield to you. God don't yield to you. You yield to him. Amen. Amen. No, God don't yield to us. He'll respond to our faith and to our hunger. But we yield to him. These, listen, these, that's why these, these meetings, you can, you can describe these meetings this way. It, it's the unseen hand of God in operation. Because he's the one that moves and we just flow with the Holy Ghost. He's the one that does it. He's the one that does it. Come on, he's the one that yeah. makes the difference in people's lives. He's the one that heals. It's his presence that's here. 
And, and listen, and you have to be soaked in his presence. That's why, that's why that thing on the wall or the thing on your wrist means absolutely nothing to me. Mean anything. Because I'm, listen, I'm more interested in you having an encounter with God than you getting sleep. Yeah. Amen. And guess what? You're more important, that's more important to you too. Because you know what? If sleep was more important to you than, than, than having a touch from heaven, you would have already left by now. But the very fact that you're still here shows that you're hungry for God and you desire a touch from heaven. Amen. So forget about, forget about the time. Forget about, forget about that you've got to get up early in the morning. We all got to get up early in the morning. Sleep is so overrated. <laughs> because the reality is there's no meeting Thursday night. You can sleep in Friday morning. <laughs> You can sleep in Saturday. Can't sleep in Sunday. It's church. That's you can sleep right. in next Monday, Tuesday. Listen, um, it's, listen. It's not. It's not every week. It's not every week. It's not every week that, that you have meetings like this. That's right. So get all of get all of it that you can. Yeah. Hello, get all of it that you can. Come on, get all of it that you can, and don't sit and fight it. You know, it's amazing. People people allow people allow themselves to miss out on a touch of God because of something that might be said. A one statement might be said that they don't agree with. Yeah. And it just, it, just, it just shows carnality. Because yeah. I can promise you right, listen, I can promise, I can promise you right now, there, there's some, probably some things that Pastor and I don't see eye to eye on. But it doesn't mean that we don't love each other. I mean, there's things that my wife and I don't see eye to eye on, but it doesn't mean we don't love each other. Right. Right. Amen? I mean, there's, there, listen, there, there's things that I don't even agree with about myself, but don't mean I don't love myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Haven't you ever said something before? And then after you said it, you tell somebody something. And then you get to thinking about it like, no, why did I say that? <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, because you really. And, and people, people will let something like that. They'll, 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 they'll let that keep them from the touch of God. And you, you can't because the reality. Listen, the reality is, is that you're not going to agree with everything. I don't agree. Listen, I don't agree with everything my pastor says, but it doesn't mean I don't love him more than do anything that's yeah. worth only. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And it's amazing how people, people allow yeah. these little bitty things to keep them from the touch of God. But yet, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, when Jesus, when Jesus did, had meetings, there was a lot of miraculous things and there was a lot of wild things that he did. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you three times in Scripture where, where uh, he, two people he spit on and the third, he went down on the ground and spit on the ground and made clay. Listen, in order to make clay, he, it wasn't just a little... <laughs> <laughs> Because everybody, everybody wants to only accept that which makes sense. And if you're only going to go by that which makes sense, then first off, you're not going to be a person of faith. Amen. Because there will be, time, be times, and, and listen, that's why I was saying to you just a moment ago, I know the voice of God, when, especially in the area of giving, because, because I got so free in that area. I was so bound up in that area. I had such a poverty mentality in that area. And yet the Lord had to set me free. And it come, but I was open and I wanted to be freed. I just didn't know how to do it. But and you know what? And it wasn't an overnight thing. It was, a, it was a process. It was a process that took place. But you know how it happened? The Lord would begin to speak to him in a meeting. I want you to give this amount of money. <gasps> no, no, just, I mean, you start freaking out. Then, you know, in the beginning days, it was always the devil. I'll bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> 
But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. It was God? Because understand, God knows where we are now, and God knows how to get us to here. That's why we got to follow the process. That's why we got to obey. Because as you obey, God will get you to where you need to be. But if you don't obey, you'll stay here. Or you'll get so far away from him. Why? Because you're doing your own thing. And next thing you know, you'll run your race, but it's, it's your race that you've run, not the race that he has for you. The thing that every single one of us should fear is that we come and we stand before God successful and doing what we wanted to do and not what he wanted us to do. Yeah. And he would begin to speak to me, and he would speak to me, and he would speak to me. And I'm telling you, there was times that I'd get all sweaty, and I'd get nervous, and I'd squirm in my seat. I just can't believe it. The Lord is asking me to do this. Just freaked me out. Now, my wife, you know, the Lord says, you know, you know give X amount of money. And she's, okay. I mean, there'd be times in the meetings, and, and she'd feel in the heart, we'll give you so much. No. No, that's not God. <laughs> but yet, do you know how you know, you know? Do you know how I always knew that it was the Lord? Because there was times I didn't obey because it freaked me out of my head. You know how? Do you know how? But I heard His voice. And you know how I knew it was the Lord because when the orphan bucket went by and I didn't do what He told me to do, I feel, ugh, I feel sick in my spirit. And I tell you, the time that, that really that changed everything was in 1998 when I'm at a camp meeting and my pastor is going to rent Madison Square Garden for six weeks. It's going to cost $8 million. And I, I, I said these words to the Lord, Lord, I'd like to help him somehow, but how can I help him? And as soon as I said that, the Lord spoke to me in an audible voice and the Lord said these words. He said, give him $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, surely that's not the Lord. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that can't be the Lord because I don't have $100,000. I don't, I, don't, I don't have $1,000. You want me to give him $100,000 in the next 12 months? I don't have it. That's not the Lord. I thought the Lord was talking to the person behind me. I just overheard it. You know, I want to I turn around. Would you disobey? <laughs> and you know what? I found myself arguing for the next 20 minutes. I found myself arguing with the Lord for the next 20 minutes. And after 20 minutes of arguing, I felt so grieved. And I realized I felt grieved. Because you know, trust me, you know when you grieve him. Well, you know, I think I grieve the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. You know when you grieve him. Because you're his son. You're his daughter. You're his child. You know when you're grieving. And I, after about 20 minutes, I knew I was grieving him. And I stopped and I bowed my head. And I said, Father, I'm so sorry. And here's what I said. I said, Lord, you've just freaked me out. You've taken me to the outer limits of my mind. I don't have $100,000. I don't have $1,000. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Because I would say things like, Lord, you know the churches I go to. Like the church is my source. No, that's what I said to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know the churches I go to. Lord, you know I come on a love offering basis only. And the church gives me a lot of love and no offering. Lord, you know. No, I'm serious. I'm just telling, I'm pleading my case with the Lord, but he's not responding. But you know when he responded? After 20 minutes, I realized I'm grieving him. And I bowed my head and said, Father, I'm sorry. 
You've taken me to the outer limits of my mind. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but Lord, I'll do it. The moment, that's the only thing I was looking for is obedience. The moment I said, I'll do it, here's what the Lord said to me. The Lord said, I want to take you to another level. But in order to go to another level, something's required of you. Yeah. Something's required of you. Yeah. And I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. And I told my wife, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to get my wife. I'm thinking she's going to say, well, we can't do that. So I said to my wife, she said, okay. Okay, that easy? <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? We sold that year. I tell you, super, super, supernaturally. And that's how things work. See, that's, that's why obedience is so important. That's why obedience is so important. Because you let me tell you what obedience does. Obedience unlocks, unlocks the floodgates. You know what obedience does? Obedience brings down the damn wall that's so blocked up the water from flowing. And guess what obedience? The moment you obey, that wall comes down and that river begins to flow. And then it comes in and when it flows, it just overcomes you. It just overtakes you. Yes. Yeah. And so everywhere you go, everywhere you go, you're overcome. Everywhere you go, you're taken over. Yeah. Everywhere you go, you walk in the commanded blessing of the Lord. Why? Because you're obedient. Because the Bible says those that are willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. The Bible says that if you serve him in Job 36, 12, the Bible says if you serve him and obey him, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. But guess what? In order to spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures, two things have to be implied. Number one, you've got to serve him. And number two, you've got to obey him. You can't, have, you can't spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure doing your own thing and not being obedient. Yeah. And I tell you, the moment I said obey, the Lord spoke back to me and something was unleashed. Something was unleashed. And you know that year, every, I, everywhere I go, people start, people start coming up to me and hand, people come up to me and start handing me. I mean, I, when I'm talking about handing me money, I'm not talking about just, you know, I, you know, I'm not just talking about a few hundred dollars. I'm talking about huge money. And you know, in that year, with, before 12 months even came, my wife and I sold, and I'm not talking about our ties. I'm talking about something totally separate from that. Totally separate from our ties. Totally separate from others we support. Do you know that year supernaturally? Supernaturally, that year my wife and I sold $120,000 into that one crusade. And I don't even know. I can't even tell you to this day how the money came. I can't even. T- I cannot even tell you. T- I can tell you one thing. I had. A, I had somebody send. I had somebody send a large check to the ministry. Had never sent a check before that day, or have they sent a check since? See, understand, understand, when you are obedient, there's absolutely nothing that can stop you now. Yes. Because all of heaven now backs you. Because the moment you obey, listen, the moment you obey God, the ground now is forced by God to produce. Nothing can stop you. Nothing will stop. Amen. Nothing. Do you, know, do you know how mighty it is? Obedience. Let me tell you how mighty obedience is. If God has to, if God has to put the money in the mouths of ravens, he'll put the money in the mouths of ravens and get them to you. Because God knows where you live. God knows where you live. No, God knows. God knows where you live. Nothing can stop an obedient man because all heaven backs that man. 
No, I'm, listen to me. I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, and I never even said it this way. I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost. Nothing can stop an obedient person. Nothing can, listen, nothing can stop the man that's 100% sold out to the Father and to his purpose, and that's obedient to him every time he speaks. Nothing can stop you. Amen. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely, God will cause the sun to stand still for you. Because oh, you Hallelujah. I tell I share another time. See, but it's all by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It's all it's all by the Holy Ghost because uh, here's what the Lord here's what the Lord shared with me. Now just, let me just share this with you. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's face activation. <laughs> let me just let me just tell me what the Lord. I'm going to give this to you tonight. Let me tell you the importance of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Bible starts with Him and ends with Him. Every every individual that you see in the Word of God, from Elijah to Elisha to Jesus to David, they're all individuals that yielded to the Spirit of God. And, all, and listen, they're all into. And there's some there's some things that have to be said. There's some things that have to be said tonight. There's because there's some things that God wants to do. There's some there's some things that God wants to do. Yes. Amen. I mean, even I've mentioned it earlier in the Book of Revelations. It, it's it's important to understand that with every church. Jesus emphasized one thing with all seven churches. And for the Lord of glory to emphasize this, you better know we better take note and not dismiss it. Out of every church, there's only out of seven churches, there's only two churches that did not get rebuked. And that was the faithful church and the persecuted church. But out of the seven churches, yet... There's one thing that Jesus said. This talks, this and understand how important this is. Out of the seven churches, there's one thing that Jesus said to all seven churches. You know what he said? Hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. He emphasized the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible emphasizes the fact that Jesus himself, even being glorified, risen from the dead, gave instructions by the Holy Ghost. Here, he emphasizes the importance of the Holy Spirit. He emphasizes it throughout the Word of God that in the very beginning of time, the Spirit of God hovered the waters, the face of the earth. It's not something that we take lightly, but I promise you, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible says, talks about, verse 14, talks about the communion of the Spirit. That word communion there has seven different meanings. One of it means companionship. One means fellowship. One means sharing together. Why? Because you become intimate with omnipotence. You become impotent with the... Not impotent. You become... <laughs> you become one. You become... <laughs> you, <laughs> you become intimate, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you, you become... <laughs> you become... <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, turn that TV, turn that uh, thing off. <laughs> oh, come on, listen to me closely. Get your mind out of a gutter. Listen. <laughs> no, but you, you have to be, it talks about the intimacy. Because, because you're not going to work miracles by knowledge. No, you don't, don't miss what I said. You're not going to work miracles by knowledge. You're not going to shake nations by knowledge. You're going to do it by relationship. That you're intimate with the Holy Spirit because you know His voice. And when you know His voice, you will, lead, you will, you will obey Him. And, and yet understand, God can only move through obedient people. God can't move through people that's not obedient. Why? Because you stop God from moving. Well, God can just do it because He got... No, He can't. God, God does everything in the earth by the Holy Spirit, by people that yield to Him. Yes. you got to yield to the Holy Spirit. That, that's why every church service, I mean, every church service, get the mind of the Spirit. Get the mind of the Spirit. Stop worrying about your four points. Stop, that's not it. Stop worrying about get, telling your story and reading out the Reader's Digest and getting them four points together. Who cares? Now, listen, you got to be prepared, but you, you need to have me, an ear that's more in tune with the Holy Ghost than your message. Because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what everybody needs. Yeah. That's right. Sister, can I pray for you? Come here. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to not pray for you before you leave. Hallelujah. What's wrong? I believe the Lord touched you tonight. You know Him as your Lord and Savior. Oh, yes. If you used to die tonight, you know that you know that you know you go to heaven. Yes, sir. Just lift your hands. You believe the Lord to touch you and heal you tonight. Yes. Father, I thank you right now. Moment, lay my hands upon you. The anointing of God's going to go right in you. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your touch. In the name of Jesus, we curse the sickness. We curse this disease. You foul, you foul spirit of infirmity. You go from this woman in the name of Jesus. You loose her right now. In the name of Je- Jesus. Jesus, right now. That anointing saturates you from your whew, from it is it right now. Is that anointing Rafa from your head? Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes right in you from your head to the soles of Jesus' name. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Never the same. 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 That's okay. Never the same. In the name of Jesus, be thou made whole. In the name of Jesus. That anointing is just saturating you right now. Because that anointing destroys every yoke. That anointing destroys every yoke of bondage. That anointing destroys every yoke of bondage. That anointing, that anointing of God is going right in your body right now. In the name of Jesus. Be made whole. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. We've got to follow the Holy Ghost. Because he, he, knows, he, he knows the needs of mankind. Hello? We've got to follow the Holy Ghost and stop being so concerned about, you know, getting forth with the message we prepared for. Now, you've got to prepare. But yet, understand the, the Holy Spirit 
is the one we yield to. And we got to follow him. Amen? And if you learn, the more you yield to him, the easier it is to yield to him. The more you yield to him when he speaks, the easier it is to, 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 to yield to him, to, to obey him when he speaks. Because the more you yield, the louder his voice gets. Listen, the more you yield, the louder his voice gets. The more you yield, the louder his voice gets. The more you yield, the louder his yeah. voice gets. So much so that just here, that was when the Lord began to set me free was in the early 90s. Well, late 80s, early 90s. And yet, and I can tell you that to today, just happened just two years ago. I'm in a service by myself. My wife launching online. I'm in a service by myself. And the Lord speaks to me and the Lord says, I want you to give your alabaster box tonight. You know what? This so blessed me. You know, you know what blessed me more than anything? It so blessed me to see how, how I had grown in God and in things of God. Because when the Lord spoke to me, Never the same in the name of Jesus. Never the same in the name of Jesus. That anointing is working in you. Yes. That anointing is working in you. That anointing is working in you. In the name of Jesus. That anointing is working in you. In the name of Jesus. That anointing is working in your body. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord spoke to me two years ago and he said, I want you to give you alabaster box. You know what blessed me more than anything? That the Lord's asking me to give something to me that's the most precious material thing in my life. And the Lord spoke to me and asked me to sow it. And you know what? He, it, didn't, it didn't take a second. The moment, he, the moment he asked me to sow it, I said, yes, Father, anything for you. So before over the years, I'd, I'd fight with it. And, and, you know, the beginning days, it was the devil. You know what I'm saying? But it showed me, and I was so blessed. I was so blessed that I, I was so in tune with the voice of the Lord. And my heart so after him is that the moment he spoke to me, I didn't, there was not one doubt. There was not one argument about it. It was the only thing. Immediately right from my belly, right from my heart, right from my lips. Yes, Father, anything for you. Because you've got to die to yourself. You have to die to yourself. And if you don't seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then the third part of that verse will not work for you. And I can tell you right now, one reason why people aren't blessed, one reason why people are not blessed is because they're seeking first their kingdom. He said two things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and, there's two things, his righteousness. God's way of doing. That's why the Bible says, in Everything you do and all of your ways acknowledge him. And guess what? He's going to lead your path. Yeah. In all of your ways. He didn't say in some of your ways. He said in all of your, in all of your ways. Guess what all of your ways means? That means everything you do acknowledge him. And the Bible says he'll direct your path. In everything, in all your ways. Do you know what? The majority of people never acknowledge him. And it's a proven fact today because if that, if, that, if that statistic is true that a certain evangelist put out, if that statistic is true that the average Christian gives $800 a year and they spend $1,100, $1,200 a year on coffee, if that's true, if that's true, you know what that says? That says that the majority of people are, are not acknowledging the Father. They're not even concerned about what the Father wants and they're all consumed about their desires and their wants and the building of their kingdom. 
Because someone that is totally 100% sold out doesn't do, well, Brother Richard, I'm an adult. I can do anything I want to do. If you have a heart that says you can do what you want to do, then you don't have a heart that serves God. Because the person that is totally 100% surrendered unto the Father always acknowledges the Father. Always wants to make sure that first and foremost that everything that he's doing is in the Father's plan for his life. It's the Father's will for his life. Why? Because the person that's 100% sold out to the Father always is consumed with pleasing him. When a person is 100% sold out, it's all about pleasing the Father. You don't want to do anything that would not please Him. You don't want to do anything that's not right. You always want to honor Him. And you always want to please Him. And you always are acknowledging Him. And you're always, you're always in search to make sure that what you're doing and what you're about ready to do is the will of the Father, not your will. Amen? Amen. And yet, when you, when you allow yourself to allow the Spirit of God to rule and reign in your life, guess what He does? The Bible says when He comes, He leads us and He guides us and He directs us. He always leads us and guides us in the way of the Father, always. He always leads us and guides us and, and directs us in the way of the Father. Amen? Amen. Come on, turn on. There we go. Understand the Holy Spirit. Here's what, let me just tell you some things that the Holy Spirit does. You ready? The Holy Spirit, number one, he'll make you bold. Yeah. You can find it in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Acts 4, 7 through 13, and Acts 4, 31. He'll make you bold. What was it, what was it that, that the church would, remember Peter and John going up to the gate called beautiful? You know the thing that's so, that's so interesting in Acts chapter 3? Because Acts chapter 3 and in Acts chapter 2 when the Spirit of God was poured out, the fire of God poured out on the 120 and from Acts chapter 2 to Acts chapter 3 is one year. And you want to see what has happened in a year later? The Bible says that Peter and John were going up to the gate called beautiful. They were going up there for one purpose. You know what they were going to do? They were going to pray. They were going to pray. That just tells you how important prayer is. Do you know what I heard? You know what I heard? And I was waiting for the right time to share this. I'm just following with following the Holy Ghost. I'm waiting for the right time to share. But I knew that I knew today that that I was supposed to 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 share with you what the Bible says about the subject of ask about the subject of prayer. And I, you know, you just got to follow the Holy Ghost. But you know what? Here's, you need to do a study. Don't make me do the study for you. You need to do a study and go through the scriptures and look at all the time in the scriptures that the Bible tells us to ask. You will be blown away of all the times the Bible tells us to ask. I'll just give you a few scriptures. Because the Bible says they were going to pray. The Bible says they were going to pray. The Bible says they was going to pray. That tells you how important prayer is in your life. That's right. People, some people, the only time they pray is when they're in trouble. Right. Only time they pray is when they want something. But they don't understand. Prayer is communing with the Father. Prayer, prayer is sharing together. That's what, that's what, that's what the Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. What we're to do, we're to, we're, we are to have communion with the Spirit. We're sharing together. Amen? I mean, you should just look at all the times. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible says to us, the Bible says to us in, in the book of Mark, the 11th chapter, what does the Bible say? It says, what things ever we ask when we pray or what things ever we desire when we pray that we're going to receive them, right? Yeah. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened to you. But the Bible says what? Ask. 
The Bible, the Bible says, I, mean, I, I got many, many scriptures here. And the Bible says you have not because you what? You ask not. <clears throat> John 14. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified. I mean, ask, ask. You go through the Bible, and I'm not going to do it for you, but go through the Bible and just look at all the times the Bible talks about asking. Why? Because God wants you to ask. But let me say something. When you, do, when you ask, don't ask small. Yeah. D- listen, honor God with your asking. Yeah. Honor God with your asking. Yeah. Yeah. Honor God. I hear the Holy Ghost. Honor God. I heard that today when we was at lunch talking. Uh, honor God with your asking. Because understand, listen, don't, don't, don't ask for something that you in the natural can do yourself. That's right. Come on, understand who your father is. And most people ask so small because they don't know who he is. They don't know that he's El Shaddai. They don't know that he's God. And he wants you to come to him. He wants you to ask. That's why the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Do you know in John, when, when I just read it to you when Jesus said, when he told us to ask the Father? You know, what, you, know, you know what the Bible says? You begin to study that out. The Bible says if you ask in his name that the Father will give it. The Greek actually says if he doesn't have it, he'll make it for you. Yeah. Do you understand? I mean, it's just, it's just like when your children, your children come to you. Come on, it's just like you and your children when they come to you and ask of you. It honors you. He's a big God. Don't ask little bitty things. Don't ask. Don't ask. Ask big. Ask big. No, ask big. Ask big. No, ask big. Ask big. Ask big. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Ask big. Do you know when you ask, guess who goes to work to bring it to pass? The Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the one on the earth. He's the angel of the Father. Because he... Understand the importance of the Holy Ghost. Ask big. Ask big. All the days of your life, ask big. Don't ask small. All the days of your life, ask big. Don't ask small. Honor God. Honor your Father with your asking. Yeah. So many times people live, people, people live, Christians live, they live a life that God never intended for them to live. God intended for every single one of us to live a life of excessiveness. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Extreme in every area. It's the purpose and plan of God that every single one of us here walk and live under the commanded blessing of the Lord. Because the Bible says he'll open his treasure unto you. It's the will of God that every single one of us live that way and walk that way. Amen? Yeah. Listen, if the world's not jealous of you, then something's wrong. Yeah. And it's time they get jealous. Yeah. Come on, it's time they get jealous. Yeah. Come on, it's time they get jealous. Yeah. Come on, it's time they get jealous. But they're not going to get jealous if you ask things that you can do yourself. Honor God with your asking. 
No, honor God with you. Don't slap him in the face with your asking. Honor God with your asking. Yeah. Honor God with your asking. Come on, honor God with yeah. your asking. Hear, the, hear what the Holy Ghost is saying tonight. Honor God with your asking. Yeah. Yeah. Ask big. Ask big. Hear what the Holy Ghost is saying tonight. It's what Jesus said. Hear what the Holy Ghost is saying. It's not changed in 2000. Here we are, two, November 2018. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. This is 60 years after the resurrection. 60 years after the resurrection, the Lord Jesus is saying to the seven churches, yes. hear what the Holy Ghost is saying. 2018, guess what he's still saying to the church? Hear what the Holy Ghost is saying. Hear what the Holy Ghost is saying. Now here's the issue. Are you going to hear tonight and shout amen and wave your hands and then go home and do nothing? Or are you going to go home and start asking big? Because when the word of the Lord goes forth, then apply it to your life. Don't just shout amen. Apply it to your life. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. He's a big God. Yeah. Come on, he's a great big God. Yeah. And the devil's a little bitty devil. But he's a great big God. Amen? Yeah. Just like, and I'm not going to tell the whole story, but just like that king, I think it was around the 1500s. Just like that king, who whose who, his father was a, was a very wicked king, and nobody in the kingdom. It's a true story. Nobody in the kingdom liked him, liked the father, and they actually rejoiced when the king when the king died. They actually rejoiced. And so the the son who the son who was have you ever heard this the the, the son who was going to rule in his father's stead now because he was you know he was. Inherited the throne, he's the he's now the king. So all immediately the the people in the kingdom didn't even like the son, but the difference was the the father was a wicked king, but the son's actually a good king, and he wanted to let the people know. It's a true story. He wanted to let the people know that hey, I'm a good king. So you know what he did? He sent out a decree throughout the land, and he opened up his kingdom, and he gave everybody in the kingdom an opportunity to come and bow before him at his throne and ask of him anything. It's a true story. And you know what? The day came and for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours people would come by and they'd bow before the king and ask the king things like for a week's supply of food or for a relative to be you know, released from prison or so forth so on. And then toward the end of the day, here comes this man. The man comes and bows before the king and the king says, what is it I can do for you? The, man, the man's request was so big that, that it stated in the book that the people's spirit left him, meaning <gasps> just like, like the Queen of Sheba when she came the Bible says that her spirit left her the Bible says that, that she came and she said the half hasn't even been told me she was overwhelmed with what it really was that she couldn't even stand she passed out yeah. that's how big it was and yet when this man asked the, the people, it says that the people they left him that they gasped for air because <gasps> the, 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 the quest of this man was so big And so much the guards, the guards came down from standing beside the throne. They come down and go to get the man. And guess what the king did? And people thought, man, the, the, oh, you, you disgraced this king to ask those questions like that, ask such a big request like that. They thought he was going to you know, send him away, chop his head off, whatever, put him in the dungeon. And as the guards were going down to get him, the, the king slammed his hands down on his throne and said, stop now and stand up, sir. The people thought it's over. 
And you know what? And then the people, the people, the people about fainted again. Because you know what the king said to the man? You know, here's what the king said. The king said, finally, out of all this time, finally, somebody has honored me. Finally, after all this time, some, here's what the king said. Finally, somebody recognizes who I am and what I can do. And the king said, sir, everything you're asking me, because the, the, the man asked for a castle. The man asked for, for hundreds of acres. The, he, you know what the man was saying? He said, king, I want to be like you. I want what you got. Wow. That's good. And the king said, sir, it's granted to you today. Finally, somebody's honored me with their request. And here, here we disgrace God with our little bitty asking. That's right. And don't understand that you honor God. Yeah. You honor Him when you ask big. Why? Because when you ask big, you're letting God know just how big and how mighty and how glorious That's He right. is. You are honoring God with your request. Honor God with your request. Ask big because He's a big God. Yeah. Oh, What does God want to do? He said, if you ask him, he'll give you the nations. He said, if you, you know what, you know what God wants to do? He said, if you obey him, he said, he'll set you on high. And he said, you will be so blessed that you'll be blessed going in the city. You'll be blessed coming out. You'll be so blessed that people call you blessed. You'll be so blessed that you'll lend to many nations. That's what the Bible says. Either, here's what it really comes down to. Either we believe in the word of God or we don't. This is really what it's, the issue is. Either you believe what's said here or you don't. And you know what? Many people do not believe. That's why they don't seek. Many people do not believe because they are not seeking Him. Many people do not believe that they can have an encounter with God because they don't seek Him. Many people do not believe it. I believe every single word. I believe every single word is impregnated with the very life of God. And the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. Well, yeah, the Bible says, now you do really believe that, Brother Richard? The Bible says that we'll lend to many nations. Who are, the, who, who are we to think that we can be so mighty that one man can lend to many nations? Well, you know what? A statement like that just shows your ignorance. I know nobody here would do it. But people say that because I've heard them people say it. But yet, guess what? A past, the pastor in, in Nigeria, yeah. Pastor Adeboye, yeah. just b- spent millions upon millions of dollars and bought, uh, bought bunches of, I forget how many it was, it, just, it was more than five. I mean, bought a bunch of, each, each vehicle was a million dollars and bought a bunch of vehicles, emergency vehicles for the nation of Israel. Yeah. Guess, what, guess what the one man did? He lent to a nation. So don't tell me that the Word of God does not work. The Word of God does work. It all comes down to how do you believe? Either you believe it or you don't believe it. But the Bible says if you believe, then all things are possible unto you. Do you know why why most people live their life? They live their life doing what they can do and what their hands can get them because they really don't believe. And God's just waiting for us to take the step of faith and do it. Amen. 
You know, God's just waiting for us to take the step of faith and do it. Don't make me talk to a dead plant tonight, please. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. 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 All things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. Come on, it all depends on how big you ask and what you can believe. No, that's really what it comes down to. That's the word of the Lord tonight. All things are possible to him that believes. It just comes down to how big you ask. It just comes down to if you believe it or not. Are you going to ask? And then when you ask, guess what? But here's what's going to happen. The Lord will begin to speak to you to do certain things. And guess what? You better obey him. Why? Because he's bringing to pass what you've asked. But it only comes through obedient people because God only God can only move. Listen to me. God can only move where there's faith. If there's not faith, God can't move. Why? Because he's a God of faith. That's why that stupid religious statement, well, if the Lord wants it, to come to me. There's absolutely no faith in that whatsoever. No. Yeah. No. That's why it's not God. There's no faith in it. They put all, they put all of the, that it's all on God, but the reality is it's not. It's all on us because God needs us to ask. God needs us to believe. God needs us to do. What do I do? Well, you just take a step of faith. Yeah. Just take a step of faith. Well, it don't make sense. Well, if you're going to go by what makes sense, you're never going to do it. Right. <laughs> just like the Lord spoke to, just like the Lord spoke, the Lord spoke to me. I was driving. This was a number of years ago. I was driving down the road. I was driving in my F one fifty, and I, I was talking to the Lord about some debt from all the crusades that we'd done. I showed Pastor a picture today of a crusade we did in Pakistan. We had in three night in three nights we had forty thousand Muslims give their life to the Lord. Oh, and I'm talking to the Lord about 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 some debt. And you know what? It was about a month later, two months later. I'm in I'm in Russia. I'm in Russia. And. The pastor, you know, asked me if I'd come up and receive the offering for the conference. Uh, the, it was my conference, but they just hosted us. And I said, sure. And so I got up and I was doing the offering. And I'm looking at the role of pastors. And when I see this one pastor, the Lord speaks to me and says, well, before, before I got up, the Lord, he, gave me, he gave me an offering. He gave me $2,000. And I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to be able to pay for my plane tickets now. $2,000, because the exchange rate at that time was like 100 to 1. I mean, it's nothing, $2,000. To them, that's a lot of money. To me, it's just covering my plane ticket. And I said to myself, well, I'll be able, be able to pay, pay for my plane ticket. And, and I gave, that, I gave the, that $2,000, I gave the offering to the pastor who was with me. We talked to him today in the car. I, gave, I, said, I said, hold on to this. So I'm up there doing the offering to, to, uh, to receive the offering, and I see a row of pastors, and the one pastor, when I look at this one pastor, the Lord speaks to me and says, give him your offering. So after, after they was receiving the offering, the, the, the band came up to you know, play before I get up in the main portion of the service. I went back down to the pastor friend of mine. I said, look, I need that offering. He looked at me. He said, you're going to give it away, aren't you? I said, i got to obey the Father. And I, went, and I went and I gave it to the pastor. And when, when I gave it to the pastor and his wife, they started crying. They started crying. That night we went out and we went out and was eating Chinese food in Russia. <laughs> they opened the restaurant just for us. 
And I said to the, I said to the, I said to the pastor, pastor, I said, brother, is that offering going to help you? Yeah. I'm, I need more than a yeah. So I learned a long time ago, if you, if you want to get it, if you want to know what's going on, if you want an answer, talk to the wife. <laughs> so I said to the wife, I said, ma'am, is that offering going to help you? And she sure enough, oh, brother. And then she starts crying again. Oh, let me tell you. And then after she started telling me, I'm like, I shouldn't ask. <laughs> no, and she said, here's what she said. She said, that offering's going to get us totally out of debt. I don't know why he couldn't have told me that. Yeah. All he said is, yeah. He said, that offering's going to get us totally out of debt. And I thought, Hallelujah. And I remember I get home a few weeks later after I'm home. I'm driving down the road again in my vehicle. I start talking to the Lord again about my debt, about this debt. And it's almost $100,000. And I start, I bring it up to the Lord. But this time when I brought it up to the Lord, you know what the Lord said to me? The Lord said to me, he said, you have a harvest, son, call it in. You're talking about getting my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I start, and you know what the Lord said to me? He said, he said you remember when you obeyed me? It's actually about a month later. He said, remember when you obeyed me in, in Russia when I told you to sow that offering? I said, yes, Lord. He said, what did it do? I said, Lord, it got him out of debt. And the Lord said this to me. He said, what you make happen for others, I'll make happen for you. Amen. He said, call your harvest in. Listen, I didn't wait a second. I started calling in. I told every raven there was to go get my money. No, I'm serious. I got every angel there was to go get my money. I told every, I told the squirrels, go get my money, squirrels. And you know what? Probably about a month later after that, maybe two, I get a phone call from a businessman, a friend of mine. He calls me and he says, hey, what are, you, what are you doing this week? I said, man, I'm home this week and I'm just going to relax and play golf. He said, man, I need to play some golf. He said, look, why don't, why don't I fly you up here to, to the panhandle? And, and he said, let's, let's, listen, let's play some golf. He said, man, we'll play golf for the next few days and, you know, we eat some steak. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, some things you don't have to pray about, you know. So <laughs> I said, I'll be there. And well, sure enough, I went up there and played golf for a few days and went and had great steaks at night and, then he said to me, he said, hey, listen, i got to go to um, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. There's this lady there that has a, a she, she, she was, used to be a wealthy lady, and she had given, she took all of her inheritance and bought this, this, hosp- this abandoned hospital, and now she houses ladies who come out of prison so they don't go back into prison. And, you know, she, she gives, there's 300 ladies, and she gives them a, you know, she gives them a, a place to live so their kids can come and gives them a trade and gets them saved and so forth and so on. She said, he said, why don't you, why don't you come with me? I said, I'll tell you what, I'll go with you if you, she'll let me preach to those ladies. He said, well, I can't, you know, promise that. I said, no, 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 you're about ready. Wait, wait, wait. I said, I stopped him. I said, wait a minute. You're going to give her $100,000. She's going to let me preach. If she doesn't, she's a fool. And sure enough, he called and she said, oh, yeah, come on up. So we're driving there. And so he says to me, he said, so how's the ministry going? I said, none. He said, but he said, so how's the finances? I said, the Lord's good. He said, but how are the finances in the ministry? And at the time, he was on my board. I said, I said they're fine. I mean, you should know anyway. I said, they're fine. He said, but so is the offerings, is the offerings good? I said, you know, the Lord meets all of our needs. Then he shouted at me. He said, I asked you a question. How's the offerings and how's the finances in the ministry? I'm like, if you want to shout at me, I'm going to shout back at him. <laughs> so I said, okay, if you really want to know, blah, 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 here's the debt. 
And he said, the reason I'm asking you, the reason I even called you here, because the Lord spoke to me and the Lord told me to give you $100,000. Is that going to help? <laughs> <laughs> then, he said, then he said, three months time, I'm cashing in an investment and I'm going to pay the tithe on that and I'm going to give you another $100,000. Is that going to help? I'm like, I said, I said, stop the car, you know. I mean, if at the time it would have been, Tiki, do you love me? Whatever, whatever. I would have... <laughs> Never going to leave me. I mean, I, I, I mean it, glory to God, you know. Talk about get out and start dancing. I mean, no, 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 no. But, but yet, but understand, but people need to understand. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> and then when you ask, then obey him. Because trust me, every time you ask, what comes next is something he's going to have you do. Because God's got to get you in faith before he moves, because he's a God of faith. Amen? Caleb? Amen? Hallelujah. I tell you, the Lord is good. Is this blessing you tonight? Yes. Hallelujah. And I'll close, I'll close with this. I've got to learn how to keep this thing on. Okay, how does this thing work? <laughs> That's a face recognition thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I just got to—I just got to tell you this, and I want to pray. But here's what the Lord. I, there, listen, I got a whole bunch of stuff. This is all just on the Holy Ghost here, and we only—I only got out of point two. I got like. I got like, I got like 60, 70 points. I got out of two. <laughs> oh, but here's what, here's what the Bible says when it comes to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, number one, we're to walk in the Spirit. The Bible says we're to be filled with the Spirit. The Bible says we're to live in the Spirit. The Bible says we're to be led by the Spirit. The Bible says we're to pray in the Spirit. The Bible says we're to minister under the anointing of the Spirit. The Bible says we're to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible says we're to worship in the Spirit. The Bible says we're to manifest the fruits of the Spirit. The Bible says we're to experience the communion of the Spirit. The Bible says we're to sing in the Spirit. Listen, if Jesus needed the Holy Ghost when He was on the earth, how much more do we need Him? Amen? If Jesus needed the Holy Ghost, how much more do we need Him? Listen to Him. Listen to what the Holy Ghost has to say. And ask big. And then after you ask, have ears to hear what the Father asks of you. Because there will be something that He asks of you. Because that's how God moves. Because He can only move with His atmosphere of faith. Amen. Okay, I'm just remembering something. The Holy, I just remember a scripture here. That the Holy Ghost just, just gave me just now. Hallelujah. And you know, in, in Acts chapter 14, the Bible says Peter, uh, the Bible says Paul's preaching in Lystra. Yeah. 
And the Bible says as he's preaching, there was this lame man there. And, as, and, and, and the Bible says that, the, that this man had, had faith to be healed, but yet he wasn't healed. But you know what, but you know what Paul did? Paul, the Bible says Paul shouted at him. Just pull up Acts 14 for me, brother, and then we're going we're gonna to pray. What is that? Verse 8. I think it's, yeah, there we go. Look at verse 8. And the Bible says, and there said, no, go to verse 7. And the Bible says, and there they preached the gospel, verse 8. So they're preaching the gospel. Always remember something. The word of God always goes forth first. The word of God always goes forth first. Amen. The Word of God always goes forth first. And always remember this. God will never speak to you that anything contrary to His Word. Right. The Bible says, And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. But look at verse 9. The Bible says, The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Now, I want you to notice something that happened, though. Paul knew, Paul knew that even though he had faith to be healed, the power of God was not manifested. So in order to get the faith, in order for this man's faith to be activated, in order for the power of God to be activated, he had to get this man to do something. And notice what he says in the next verse, verse 10. It said with a loud voice, stand up. Basically he shouted to him, stand up on thy feet. He had to get him to activate his faith. He had to get him to activate his faith. Yeah. Well, guess what activating was? Doing something. Yeah. He had to get him to do something. That's why the Bible says those that are willing and obedient, those that do what they hear, yeah. eats the good of the land. And the Bible says that he told him to stand up, stand upright on his feet, and he did, and the Bible says, and he leaped and walked. But yet the Bible says, the previous verse said he'd never walked. And the Bible says he'd been laid there from his mother's womb. He never walked. But yes, guess what? But he had faith to be healed. Yeah. Do you realize the same faith that this man has is the very same faith that you have right now? Yeah. It's the very same faith that you have right now. The very same faith that you have right now. That's why the, Bible, that's why the Lord said to me, before I was even in ministry, I was just preparing for ministry. That's why the Lord said to me, he said, teach my people to do what they did in the Bible. And when they do, the results they had will be the same results today. Because everything that's, everything, everything that's in here is for our example to do. Not just to read, for our example to read and to do. To read and to do. To read and to do. And the results will be the same. And the moment that you take by the faith that you have, the moment you just act now, understand the power of God will only be manifested when you act. That's why the Lord Lord knows how to do it. The Lord knows what we must do. That's why He speaks to us to do something. Why? Because when we do something, we're activating faith. And when faith is activated, now it pleases the Father. And now He can come move. But He can't move otherwise. Because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen? Do you know how Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm going to pray. I'm going to give you an opportunity to 
sow a seed. But before we pray, ushers come. Hallelujah. Ma, 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 reach down. I'm going to finish this up. Well, I won't finish it up, but go. Hallelujah. It's important. It's important that we understand. Because everything, everything God's going to do in the earth through us is going to be done by the Holy Spirit. That's why we got to yeah. yield to him. Amen? That's why we got to, that's why we got to, how many ever heard of Tommy Hicks? How many ever heard of Tommy Hicks? Tommy Hicks was a powerful evangelist. God used him mightily in Argentina. Used him mildly in Argentina. I mean, he just, the Lord told him to go to Argentina and he went to, he went to Argentina and he wanted to talk to the president. And he went to the gate and they, they wouldn't let him go see the president. He said, but I'm here to see the president. And he said, well, you can't see the president. You don't have an appointment. It was the guard. And then guess what? The Lord gave him a word of knowledge. And to make a long story short, a family member, I think it was the guard's sister or, or daughter, I can't remember what, was healed. And so, there, then, so then it, it, it opened the door for him to meet the president. And then he gave the president a word of knowledge and was healed and and opened up the whole nation. The president said, what do you want? And gave him, opened up the whole nation to him. It's amazing what, what just yielding to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's why you start getting into the gifts of the Spirit. You've got to hear what the Holy Ghost says. Because understand something. Listen to me. God intended for his church to operate by the supernatural, not the natural. Yeah. But everybody wants to operate it by the natural. That's why nothing's done. That's why wickedness prevails. We're not to operate by the natural. We're to operate by the supernatural. That's right. Hello? Amen. We're not to operate. Listen, if you can't remember the last time one of the gifts of the Spirit was operated in your life, then guess what? We need, that needs to change. Yeah. That needs to change. Yeah. No, that needs to change. And it's time that the gifts, all I hear the Holy Ghost saying, stir up the gifts. Yeah. You've got to stir them up. Stir up the gifts. That's one of the reasons why we're here every morning. That's one of the things, not the only reason. That's why we're here, Pastor and I, my wife, we're here every morning. Because we're bombarding heaven. We're calling on the Father. Amen? Hallelujah. And you know what? Then, 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 then he went over to Russia. And he was speaking to all these dignitaries in Russia. And he had an interpreter. Tommy Hicks had an interpreter in Russia. And, and come to find out the interpreter wasn't saying what he was saying. Was actually saying the opposite. Saying the communism you know, rules and so forth and so on. And then Tommy Hicks started talking in the Holy Ghost. Started speaking in the Holy Ghost. And the, and the lady couldn't interpret. But when he started speaking in the Holy Ghost she took off running. She cut off running. After the service, and mighty things happened that night. After the service, you know, he asked her, why'd you take off running? Because when he began to speak in the Holy Ghost, he spoke in Russian. And he turned to her and told her to, to uh, uh, he, he said to her to shut up and get out of here or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> shut up and sit down. Yeah, that's, that's what he said. Shut up and sit down. <laughs> and it freaked her out. She took off running. No, that, that's the realm of the spirit. That's the supernatural. That's what, that's what, you know, the Bible even says that we're born for signs and wonders. Yes. We're born for signs and wonders. Yeah. We're born, and unfortunately, the only sign that most Christians see is the stop sign outside church. <laughs> we're born for signs and wonders. Yeah. We're born for signs and wonders. Listen, and I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm taking time tonight, but you know what? So what? Yeah. 
So uh, listen, we're here for a purpose because this church is not placed here to fit in. This church and those of you that come to this church, you're not here just to be some nominal church just to fit in with all the other religious churches in the area. You're here to shake nations, not just shake the city. You're here to shake nations. You're here to make a difference in the generations that are coming. You're here to shake nations. And you don't do it because you come with one, wanting some little nice little message, some little one-hour service. To have a few tongues, to have a few songs, to have a little rondai sun. No, this place is here for one purpose. That's for you to come and be baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. For you to come and be saturated and to be soaked in the Holy Ghost. And for God to come and meet you and have an encounter with you and have a face-to-face meeting with you. And God to put in you gifts, to put in you giftings, to put in you the things that are of the Spirit that only comes when you yield yourself to the Spirit. Things of the Spirit don't come until you yield yourself to the Spirit. Amen. You gotta yield yourself to it. You gotta yield yourself to it. You gotta yield yourself to it. Brother, ask big, you gotta yield yourself. I got a new name for you, ask big. Brother, ask big. Sister, ask big. Ask big. I'm saying ask. Ask. Ask big. You gotta ask. You gotta say it slowly. Ask big. Oh, Rabasita. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. Are you ready to sow a seed? Go ahead and bring your offering and I'm going to pray. We're going to pray. Debbie Rich says she has a big God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets all of her messages from me. Hallelujah. 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 Don't go, don't go, don't, don't, don't. This service ain't over. Soon cut up a roof, Rebanjiste. Maruba sister, Reborubanjiste, Reba Kista, Lavroban. Brother Charles, come here. Come here, Robanjiste. Come stand right here. Wolf Rafa Shista. Oh, Raman Jesus, come stand and lift your hands. Oh, Father, I thank you right now. Come here, face me. Oh, Raman Jesus. Father, in the fire of the Holy Ghost, never the same. Hallelujah. See? Came from Charlotte, which is not, it's only an hour. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, at least he, at least he came an hour away. She all came an hour and a half away. Some people are, are five minutes away. Right. Can't even come. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly. That's true. Yeah. Some people are ten minutes away and decided, oh, I ain't gonna go tonight because I'm gonna turn on the computer. Yeah. And they watch for a minute just so they can say, Pastor, I watched you online. No, you didn't. You watched for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he tell me about Kathy? Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come, where, where's she? Come, down with these two right here. Come here. Hallelujah. Come, yeah, you, is this your daughter or your friend? Who's this? Huh? Okay, well, come here. That's why, that's why I ask. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister Love? That's what your shirt says, love. Put your hands. Lord Jesus, thank you for your... Oh, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I felt that my rava because I don't know. Jesus. Who's that anointing right now? And then come, come. Is it Brad? Huh? Greg. Well, close. Close your hands. Shukufra. The Vrabapani, the friend of fire, in the name of Jesus. Come here, Victoria and Caleb. Hallelujah. They're getting married in June of 9th, and I'm, I'm doing their wedding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now. <laughs> do some marriage counseling right now? Okay, turn and look at each other. Turn and, turn, turn and look at each other. Look at each other. Caleb, I want you to repeat after me. Victoria. Victoria. Victoria, I want you to repeat after me. Caleb. Caleb. I promise <laughs> to take all your money. <laughs> Let your hands. Shakar, who samraiba? Spray and over. Oh yeah, that's that's you. That's what I mean. Women, you need to learn. That's what marriage is. Take all the money. And the husband, if he's a good husband, he'll go, yes, honey, whatever you want. Come here, brother, sister, and ask big. Fire of the Holy, fire of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I tell you, the Lord is good. Isn't the Lord? Come, brother Charles' friend, Mark. Hallelujah. And sister, is it, what's your name? Holly. That's it. Jolly Holly. Good golly, Miss Holly. Lift your hands. Lord Jesus. Who, Father, I thank you for your touch. <laughs> the fire of the Holy Ghost. Jesus. From your head to the soles of your feet. Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you for Holly. Good golly, Miss Holly, Lord Jesus. Jesus. I, I, that was the look of, I knew it. I knew he was going to call me. Sister Tao Lady. 
How old are you? Almost 12. Almost 12. Put your hands. Come here. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to teach you how to release the anointing. You ready? Lift your hands. And when you lay your hands upon her belly, release that anointing. You know how you release it? You release it by faith. So the moment you, the moment you make contact, by your faith, with it's voice activated, by your faith, say, I release that anointing. Sister worship is not a spectacle sport. Come here. Come over here. Come over here. Come. I'm teaching how to release that anointing. Lift your hands. You, now I just taught you how to do it. Now release that anointing. In the name of no, oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Ha ha rise de livre bakita. Oh yeah. See, you know, listen, we now rabba. Oh, sister, right here. Come, I see it on you. No, no, right here, right here behind you. Come and I see it on you. Come my robe. Come, come. Ah, see, see, we here's come. Ah, come stand right here. Just lift your hands. Oh ra. She's released that anointing. Oh we're shufrapa. See. Oh rabba kit. See, here, see, the Bible says train up a child. And what's we're training them? We're training them to operate in the Holy Ghost. We're training <laughs> children right now to yeah. operate in the gifts of the Spirit. They're training them right now to yeah. operate in the, that anointing that shakes nations, that changes yeah. lives. Come on, amen? amen? Come in, come here, the two of you, come in. Come, come over here. Ha, 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 ha. Come over here. Come, come over here and just lift your hands, close your eyes. As you do, as the moment hands are placed upon you, that anointing is released. Come. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I felt that too. Oh, we see that. Yeah, yeah, there it goes. Ha, ha, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Raman Titi. Come here, Brother Chip. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, You can't get drunk. You got to learn to resist. In a good way. Hallelujah. You know, as I was standing here just looking at you, you know, when I was, it's Debbie, right? When I was just standing and looking at you, I just heard the Lord tell, told me to tell you that you're not asking big enough. Ask big. Ask big. Because whatever you ask, he will do. Amen. That's what I was just saying to you. I just heard the Lord say that. Now just receive that anointing in the name of Jesus. Receive that. Oh yeah. Ask. Oh yeah. Oh there it is right now. Hallelujah. Oh Rabbi Sister. That's how you release it. The laying on of hands is a point of contact. That's what the laying on of hands is. That's why the Bible talks about Jesus and his ministry. You'll see Jesus laid hands on people more than he did anything. 
Why? Because the laying on of hands is a point of contact for that anointing to be released. But how is it released? By faith and by your words. And it's that anointing that you're releasing right now that will literally shake your school. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Come, come here, sister. Oh, no, not yet. I still need you. She's at a young stage. She likes to drink too much. <laughs> Lift your hands. Close your eyes. The Lord has something for you. Hallelujah. And then. What's your name, honey? Arabella. Come stand right here, Arabella. Huh? Belle. You stand, lift your hands, Belle. Oh, yeah. Is that anointing being released right now? Oh, yeah. Is that anointing being released right now? Hallelujah. Is Stacy, right? Is it Stacy? I knew to start with an S. Come here. Uh, come stand right here. See, you know, really in every meeting you should demonstrate. Demonstrate. I'm just teaching how to come, come, Sister S. Come over here, Sister S. Hallelujah. Jesus. This is a place of. This is a watering hole. This is, this is a drinking station. Lift your hands. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning, Father. Yes. And, come stand right here. Come, come William. Come, 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 William. Ah, oh, yeah. Beam me up, Scotty. Lift your hands. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Lift your hands, William. Ah, oh, receive that. Receive that anointing right now. You know what? You know, you can tell people are hungry when they get up and you don't even tell them to come, but they're coming. Uh, that, that's, listen, that's, that's called hunger. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Release that anointing, hon. Do you know what the Bible says? They, they, they would, the Bible says they would bring the sick to Jesus for him to what? For him to touch him. Why? Because the people knew that when Jesus touched people, that something happened. Well, what happened? That anointing would release, be released. That anointing would be released. That anointing would be released. Come here, so. Have some more, sister. Have some more. Lift your hands. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Come here, come, 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 Dennis. Pastor Dennis, how robashisti vrebo kuto vrabanjista, how robanjisti vrebo sufreba kita, how shafrabani vrebo siti tivasisti tivishita papa pukuto masita. Oh Father, I thank you. Jesus, shafrabani kita vrebo sista, mamrobankuto vrebo kista. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want you to go, go, go lay hands on the front row here. Hallelujah. Shiste vre bakista. Husha rapa. Oh yeah, rapa. Ah, you activate it, release it, my, my brother. Activate, release it. Activate it, release it. Activate it, release it. The three of you up in the heavens. <laughs> Come here. Come here. I saw you down there behind the computer, hiding. <laughs> no, they weren't hiding. Come, come, come over here. Oh, Rabashista. Lift your hands. Lord of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your touch. Oh, dear. Put your, lift your hands. Oh, Rabashista. Oh yeah, oh Father, I thank you right now. Come up, Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh yeah, that's strong. My, 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 that anointing. That's that anointing. Mama Brafante, anybody baby did a Vapakita. Amen. Amen. Listen, I personally I think the I think I think the greatest thing you could ever do is teach your children at a young age to how to how to flow in the Holy Ghost to release the anointing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Come on, amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on. Yeah. How do you think David did what he did by the time he was sixteen? Yeah. Hello, David didn't start learning about the Holy Ghost when he was older. He started learning at a young age. That's why by the time at age of 16, he had already experienced the anointing of God coming upon him to take out the lion and the bear. That's why you think he can go with confidence to, 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 to face Goliath. Amen? Because he had already knew about the Holy Ghost. He already knew about the anointing by the time he was 16. Amen? We've missed it in the church. We've missed it in the church. We've sent the kids off to watch Veggie Tales. Amen? Yeah. They need to be in the service. They need to be in the service, seeing the moving of the Spirit of God. They need to be in service. Amen? Yeah. Well, my kid just won't be still. Well, spank his little butt. That's right. <laughs> Amen? Let him draw. Amen? Let him draw on the back of the chairs. I don't care. Just let him be in the service. No, I'm teasing. Don't let him draw on the back. <laughs> I was looking for a reaction from the pastor. <laughs> 
No, no, no. But honestly, bring them. Let them, you know, let them come in the service, you know. Give them some melatonin. Let <laughs> 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 in the service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? Yes. I tell you, the Lord, have you been blessed tonight? Yes. Hallelujah. Service is not over. I'm just, hallelujah. Because, you know, here is, you know, Do you know I can show you more scriptures for long services than I can in short services? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Do you know, think about it. Think about, think about Ananias and Sapphira. Obviously, when they made the plan to lie to the Holy Ghost, the Bible says he came first and three hours later she came. Yep. Yeah. They planned it out. Obviously, they knew the service was going for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Obviously, they knew. So no tell, no, no, no. <laughs> so I'm going to come, and then there must have been some some humdinger services because you know that nobody, nobody after he died, and they wouldn't carried him out of the church. Nobody even went and told his wife he died. Man, they just like, man, let's hurry up and just get this guy out of here and bury him. We don't want to miss nothing. Then three hours later, you know, here they're just, oh, here we go again. No, no, no. They, yeah. they all understand. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. My great-grandfather was a Pentecostal back in, he was, when he was seven years old at the turn of the century when Pentecost hit America. And you know what he said to me? This is probably 30 years ago. He was 92 at that time. 94. You know what he said to me? He, he said he always wanted to talk to me about Pentecost. He said he remembers, a, he was Pentecostal when they'd walk down the streets and you know, shout at them holy rollers and throw eggs and tomatoes at them. He said, I remember a boy, six years old, he said, I remember a boy going to the service and, 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 and waking up the next morning under the pew. You know what he said to me? And he said, and his, he, he said these words to me. He said, because God was still moving. That's our heritage. Yeah. That's our heritage. Yeah. That's our heritage. That's our heritage. That's our heritage. Yeah. That's our heritage. Amen. That's our heritage. Yeah. That's our heritage. No, that's our heritage. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ask big. Brother, sister. Huh? What? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. But you know when the word goes forth to somebody, you know everybody can take it. Yeah, that's right. Amen? It's like Sister Debbie, ask big. Don't ask so small, ask big. Amen? Ask big. Ask big. Yes. Ask big. Ask big. Don't, listen, hallelujah. Don't, don't just ask you know, don't just ask for a few acres. Ask for a hundred acres. You know, ask big. Yeah. Ask for a thousand acres. Amen. Right. Ask for the whole city. Amen. Huh? I got a country town. Huh? Got a country town. <laughs> you got a yeah. Amen. Ask big. Praise the Lord. I tell you, sister, come here. Let's leave and out the door. Come here. Huh? Come here. Hallelujah. 
I just, hallelujah. What's your name? Amari. Come here, Amari. Just, just stay right here. I want to pray for you. Just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. Lord Jesus, thank you for your touch. Jesus. Never the same. We'll touch you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Don't worry about falling down. As soon as I laid my hands on you, you just went stiff like, I ain't falling down. It's not about falling down. Oh, Jesus, thank you for your touch. In the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> what Sister S is trying to get away. I have a feeling some people are going to be here for a while. That's okay. That's our Lord stick him here for a few days. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead and get comfortable. That's what it is. It's so comedians. Amen. And it's still early. It's only 10, 20, 5, 4. Did the, did the means always have to go so long or did they always have to be so short? <laughs> I mean, when I go to service, bless God, I mean, I want to get my money's worth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hallelujah. I, 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 I want to get everything there is to get. Amen. I want to get it all, man. I want to get it all. You know, what I have found over the years, I, I found some of the greatest moves have come at the very end of the service. The very end. I, I've watched before certain people be in the meetings, and the Lord wants to move, but He's not able to move. And I've literally watched in, over the years. I'll, I'll watch, and I can point them out. I watch them get up and leave, and the moment they leave out the door, yeah. He comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Saturating time. This is the time of saturating. <laughs> Saturating, saturating, ass big. Saturation, sister, ass big. You too, sister Holly. She's the church drunk. So is your daughter. The uh, the the cream in the Oreo. God always uses the ones that nobody else will pick. That's why he's using me. 
because nobody would pick me. My wife didn't even pick me at first. I asked her out on a date and she said no. But she, she, she went out the second time because her eyes were open to see how what a wonderful, incredible I am. That's the fire of God. And something's happening to you tonight. Something's happening to you tonight. Something's happening to you tonight that happened, did not, because my hand stuck to you. This hadn't happened in a long time. Something's happening to you tonight. Huh. Something's happening to you tonight. Something's happening to you tonight that hadn't happened in three years of Bible school. Never the same. Shafra bakita. Pa, 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 kata. I can't, my hand, I can't, I'm stuck to him. I can't take my hand off him, I'm stuck. Hallelujah. Shifre Bakita. Savra, I might just have to get a chair and just sit here. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, that's all right, yeah, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll just say this. You don't, you better, if you miss tomorrow night, you miss it. I've already got a glimpse of tomorrow night. Huh. Huh. I saw a couple of people running around this house because of the fire of God. I'm not going to tell you who you are. <laughs> Some of you never run. Hallelujah. The fire of God. Come on, the fire of God. Shafra Bakita. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Never the same, literally. Never the same. Never the same. You'll remember this die for years. Never the same, Caleb. Never the same, Caleb. You'll have a name like Caleb. You gotta be mighty. It's like I never understand people, you know, I've met people and the name's Joy and they're depressed. <laughs> you ever met my name Joy and they're depressed? No, no. You're going to have a name Joy. You better be joyful. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why I changed my name from Richard to Rich. I'm Richmore. See, every time everybody calls me Rich, they're just speaking it. Hallelujah. You think I want to be stuck down here with my hand stuck to him? <laughs> what are you laughing at, Brother Asbig? <laughs> Asbig. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You know, I don't know if I've ever done that in a meeting, what I've done to hear tonight about that. Ask big, I don't know. Ask big. Here she goes. That's okay, though. Yeah. You too, Chip. Have some more. 
You know, I was in Louisiana one time, and my hand got stuck to this pastor's wife's head for like 15 minutes. And she said for like 45 minutes to an hour after my hand was able to get off, she said, I felt a burning hand imprint on my hand. Well, well, hey, listen, brother, brother Usher, once they're on their way down, it's too late. (laughs) Just let them go. (laughs) Yeah, just, well, can't get them all. It's actually uncomfortable now here like this. My hand is a little just like my hand's like a like a brick. Sheesh. Sheesh. That's actually even more uncomfortable. <laughs> now I'm stuck. So let me get this. Okay, I'll just stay this way. Got to be a little one. Good job. Some of you need to take, some of you ladies, you need to take your, take some lip, lipstick and write it on the mirror in your bathroom. Ask big. Yeah. First thing you see when you, when you wake, wake up in the morning, yeah. you see that lipstick. Ask, I'm not talking to you. Ask big. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Amen. Now, do you hear the word of the Spirit? There's the, there's the Logos and there's the Rhema Word. When the Spirit of God is speaking, heed to what the Spirit of God is saying. The Spirit of the Lord said tonight a number of things, but one of the things is ask big. Yeah. Ask big. Yeah. Don't go home and do nothing. The Lord's touching that lady. I know you're purposely looking out of the corner of your eye because you're just not going to look at me. Now you're looking down. There you go. Never the same. It'll never be the same. Are you married? You want to be married? The Lord's going to bring you a Holy Ghost man. Holy Ghost man. That loves the Lord with all of his heart. 
It's not going to get down to somebody's going listen, I don't understand these ladies that come and fall in love with some guy and gets them out of church. That's the wrong guy. That's right. You know, my, my son-in-law, when he asked for my, I might as well keep preaching. I can't go nowhere. <laughs> I haven't had this happen in a long, long time. It used to happen regularly, but I haven't had this happen in a long time. Can you remember the last time my hand got stuck to something? It's like my head's like, it's like a piece of steel. It's still on fire. You feel that? Caleb. Earth to Caleb. Well, he's... My son, you know, my son-in-law asked for my daughter's hand in marriage. You know, first thing I asked him, do you tithe? He said, excuse me? I said, do you tithe? He said, well, yes, sir. I said, okay, you can marry my daughter. I said, because if you would have said no, I'd have said no. Because I don't want my daughter marrying a thief. Amen. And if you don't honor the Lord with your tithe, you're a thief. Yeah. And my daughter's not going to marry a thief. Amen. You said that to him? Yeah, I did. Second thing I asked him, I said, let me ask you one question. He said, yes, sir. I said, how does it feel knowing that your wife can kick your butt? <laughs> because she's, my, my daughter, when she was 12, she was ranked second in the nation for her age group with weapons. My daughter sent me to the hospital. She did. Well, actually, the doctor, not the hospital, but the doctor. I was sparring with her. No, she wasn't trying. <laughs> yeah, really. I actually did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take the TV out of my room again. No, we, we, we wouldn't let her have a TV. We wouldn't even let her have a computer in her room by herself. Oh, there it is right now. Sure, I feel it lifting. Whew. Ha, 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 Jeez. Hallelujah. I tell you, the Lord is good. Amen. They'll be back tomorrow night to pick you up. <laughs> Caleb. See, you just can't, see, that's why these, see, that's why I tell people, you just gonna have to leave when you're ready. I know, listen, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that people got to get up and go to work in the morning. So just leave. <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow night at 6.30. But some people ain't going to just, you, here's the thing, there's people on the floor, there's, there's lives being changed. You just can't, you just, you just it's, it's, it's ungodly. And it's carnal. It's not even holy just to say, well, all right, let's leave and get up. Well, some people do go ahead and get up. We've got to leave. That's fleshly. Got to get back to the days of the Holy Ghost. You know what I heard the Lord say today about, about, about this church? That the Lord is, the Lord is going to show this area and the surrounding areas and to show this state that you can have 
a mega church that's not seeker. That yields to the Holy Ghost. That yields to the wave of God. That yields to the Spirit of God. That doesn't have a dry cleaning service in by 10 out by 11. No, no, no. Where your services last for hours that people don't. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. See, because people got this mindset. Well, people won't come if the service isn't that long. Well, listen, you know hardly anybody's here left tonight, and you've been here since 6.30. And you haven't left. Hello, amen? Yes. You haven't wanted to leave. Amen? amen. But you, I just can't, I'm, I won't. I just can't say, okay, well, the service is over. There's too much happening right here. I'd, I'd be grieving the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen? So I just say, we love you. Whenever, just go get rest. We'll see you in the morning or tomorrow night. Because we'll be here at 9, praying in the Holy Ghost. From 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. Hallelujah. Amen? See, you know something's happening, Pastor, when you just release people to go and they don't move. You know another thing that you're seeing this week? You're, see, you're, seeing, your, you're seeing the core of your church. You're seeing the hungry people. The Lord's revealing to you the hungry people because they've been coming at night. And they're staying. So there's people, there's people here right now got to get up at 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. We got, I got, I get up early. We got to, my wife's got to get up early to take the dog out. Oh, yeah, okay, I know. I'm, I'm teasing her, but watch now. I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> and I'll gladly do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what, Pastor? Something very mighty is happening, and people ain't want to leave. Anything you want to add? Anything you want to say? Sister Nicole? Honey? Ah, okay. I just obeyed. I knew my wife would, which is why I ask. Hallelujah! There again, listen. Don't 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 think that if you have to leave, really, honestly, leave. I mean, in a good way. Don't think that you're grieving the Holy Ghost. And, and I'm not going to think nothing of it. I don't realize people got to go to work in the morning. I know that. I'm just saying, I can't leave because I can't. There's too much happening here. I'm, so we just, we love you and we'll see you tomorrow. When we were praying this morning, um, the Lord gave me this scripture and I read it out as we were praying. And it's um, for all of us. 
It says, Thus saith the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and their Chaldeans, whose cry is in the ship. I am the Lord your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, which makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together, and they shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So just know that God is doing a new thing in you. It's a new wineskin, uh, so you can hold this, this new wine because your old thinking, your old ways cannot hold the newness of what God wants to do through you and in you and to you. And so he's, he's the maker of heaven and earth. He's the one. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And he is doing a new thing in this church, in this region, in this state. And that new wineskin has to come. Because a wineskin, if it's brittle and the new wine goes in, it can't hold it. It cracks and it leaks. So you have to get that new wineskin. And it's by the Spirit of God. So that's why he said it springs forth. And you've got to catch it by the Spirit. You've got to catch it by the Spirit. It isn't something that you, you, you catch it in these meetings. And there's an understanding that drops deep into your spirit. And that's the new thing. Amen. In 1 Kings 3, 5. And Gideon, the Lord, appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. You see the thread all throughout the Word of God. Old Testament, New Testament. The importance of asking. John 16, 24. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. What happened? Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good, give good things with the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Matthew 21, 22, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. John 15, 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Philippians 4, 6-8, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be 
be made known unto God. And I can go on and on and on and on and on. It's very important. And I tell you what, the Holy Spirit brought this out tonight. The importance of asking. Don't ask big. Amen. And the Lord just gave me another verse here. First John 5. I think it's verse 14, 15. Or 15. I think it's 14, 15 or 13, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, then we know that we have the petitions or what we've been asking of Him. Shoot, all these scriptures start coming to me now. Hallelujah. Ask. Ask big, Pastor. Ask big. Ask big. Ask big. What does the Bible also say? Here's another scripture the Spirit of the Lord just gave me. He's, he, he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Ask, ask, ask. Hallelujah. Sister Nicole, ask big. Hallelujah. Victoria, ask big. Dennis, ask big. Maniac, ask big. That's a, actually a compliment. She's from Maine. Ask big. Sister drunk. The drunk husband. Where's your husband? What's he do? He sells flooring. Ask big. Hallelujah.
She's stuck. She's stuck to the floor. Huh? She's trying to get up. She can't. She's. See, I'm, I'm telling you, some. I mean, people are, be aware of what's happening in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And this happens all the time with us, but I'm. You still got to stay. I'm reverent. Reference him. Some of you are asking God to give you a new house. You're asking too small. Double it. Triple it. Some of you are asking God to give you a new car. And I heard I heard your conversation. You know, Lord, it's like it's like a nice used car. Well, even for a brand new car. With no miles on it. Let your request honor him. Yeah. Don't ask him for something you can do in, the, in your flesh. Amen? Because yeah. according to his word, we'll have if we ask. Amen, sweetie? Here are matches for Miss Reek. <laughs> I didn't ask for anything to match for misery. But <laughs> it says, ask for misery. What'd I do? I said, sweetie? I said, sweetie, not misery. She thinks I said misery. Siri? Be yielding up to the devil. <laughs> how do I get how do I get Siri to talk? What do I do? Hey Siri. She didn't say anything. How do I turn it up? You don't seem to be playing anything right now. Siri. What's my wife's name? Hey Siri. What's my wife's name? What is your wife's name? Yeah, what is it? I thought so. <laughs> hey, Siri. Siri. I'm listening. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Hey, Siri, what's my name? You're asking me, yes. Richard? How old am I, Siri? 
Siri. Hey, Siri. How old am I, Siri? I don't know your age. Hey, Siri. Am I handsome? I can't really say. Hey, Siri, what's the pastor of Boomerang Church name? My web search turned something up for what's the pastor of Boomerang Church name. Have a look. Hallelujah. I asked my wife in the service, not Max and Mac, my wife, I was in, in about a, what, how long, a month ago, two months ago? My wife trained her phone. Give me your phone. Well, you didn't train it, but you did something. This is what my wife's phone says. Siri, what is my name? You're on you asked me to call you beautiful queen of the tropical islands. <laughs> Siri's got a deep voice there. Yeah. Siri. Siri. Hey, Siri. How come, Go ahead. How come it ain't going on now? Hey, Siri. Oh, hey, Siri. Hello there, beautiful queen of the tropical islands. <laughs> hey, Siri. I'm listening. <laughs> hey, Siri. Hey. I'm trying to get her to say what she said last time. It's a <laughs> Sounds like an English voice. Australian. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> How do I turn you off? Siri, go to bed. Hey, Siri. Go to bed. I'm done talking to you. I can't sleep. I'm going to have fun with this. <laughs> hey, Siri. Who's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Here's what I found on the web for who's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Have a look. She got it right. <laughs> That's she had it was. Normally, these things, you know. I tell you, the Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what's so amazing, Pastor, is that one of the most amazing things is that people won't leave. 
That says a whole lot. Some, some of the people that are here and some of the churches that you'll be starting around about are going to be pastoring them. Some of the people that are in here will be pastoring. And they're going to come from far. And they're going to come from wide. People are going to drive for a long way away just to come to church here. Hallelujah. Because they're going to... Okay. So you need to be quiet now. Pastor has something. How about just turn it off? Just turn it off like that. You know this is really Pentecost because you study out Pentecost and they'll have a guy preach and he'll preach and then there'll be a move in the Spirit of God and then there'll be a time of very utter, I mean a very holy time. And then somebody else, the Lord will come and give a more negative up and preach. No, that's how, that's how Pentecost is. That's our heritage. Amen. So don't, pastor's got a word. Hallelujah. I'm done. I don't know what am I putting it back there for. Jesus. <laughs> as, as hand you, this over to your pastor. As you step into new areas, it says those that know their God will do exploits. Those that know their God, and then it says, "Be still and know God." Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Wait upon the Lord is like, um, it's not like you're necessarily sitting patiently. It's like you're serving a table. And have you ever been to a restaurant and then um, like the, the waiter or the waitress is ready to go? And it's the most irritating thing to have somebody when you're trying to sit and take your time and they're rushing you, rushing you, rushing you. And so when you're moving into new places with the Lord and you start to get to know him, you've got to learn how to sit and wait on him, not rush him. It's one of the major problems that's wrong with American church as we become more and more of a microwave society. We want it and we want it now. The problem with that is it's not the Lord yielding to us, it's us yielding to the Lord and in order to move in new power and do exploits and move in that strength, we must learn how to wait on him and be patient and understand that I get more out of waiting on him. Even if I do nothing in the process, I get more by waiting out on him than I do by going to complete whatever it is the flesh is yelling at me to go do whether it's to go sleep. We all have these grandiose ideas of all these logical plans like, you know, do this at a certain time, save this much money, you know, go to bed at a certain time. You know, this is how you raise your children. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. And what we really need to do is just sit and wait on the Lord. 
because in him we live and move and have our being. The very answers that we're looking for comes as we sit and wait on the Lord and we be still and know. And the one the one example that where'd he go? Okay. The one example that, you know, was when the guy falls out of the window at midnight, they started preaching. I think it was around six o'clock in the evening or so. The guy falls out of the window at midnight, dies, they bring him back to life, and then they're still preaching when the sun comes up. It's not that you have to go, you know, just to prove that you can go long. But if the Holy Spirit leads you to, do it. That's more important than any other plan than you can have. And this is what I've found over the years, that the people that are willing to do that, they're the ones who do, who will do exploits. And also, when they, their logic says, I can't, I don't know how this is going to work out. I've still got to drive an hour and a half home or whatever it is. The Lord works all that stuff out. He works it all out. And it comes because you've applied faith to trust in him when your logic says otherwise. You said, you know what? Waiting on the Lord is more important to me. Serving him, honoring him is more important to me than worldly logic and the world's wisdom. And in that, and when you're going to a new level, you must learn how to put that down. And this is one of the things that I've found is when you're leveling up from one level to the next, even if you've done it very well in the past, there's always something that you have in your world's logic that you can put down. There's always something there. Oh, I need to wait on the Lord here. I need to wait on the Lord there. And I've never seen anybody that didn't have something that they could give to them in that way. You get better and better at it, and it gets easier and easier. But you have to learn how to wait on the Lord and not run. And one of the biggest problems I've ever seen, I know you have too, uh, Brother Richard, is people that have had a big touch at one point and then they think that they've arrived which we were talking about yesterday they think they've arrived because they saw it work once not realizing that God is so deep and his heights are so high that there's so much more to him than just that one moment it goes beyond all that we can ask or think he's worth it to give your time to and be willing to and when you're willing to give him all in and you trust him in that way, even the things that look impossible, he'll work them out for you. But people give in to their flesh all too often in America, and that's part of the problem. You've got to learn how to wait on them. You'll find that inside of you will be something, just like what you were saying about the giving, when I, when I don't do it right, like I'm just, Oh, man, I know I didn't do that right. But then there's that moment when you do do it right, and all of a sudden you just have this peace, like, ah, oh, that was right. That was so right. And you learn to follow. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Learn the difference between the threefold nature of man. Let the Word of God start to show you what is your spirit it will sharply divide soul and spirit between the thoughts of the flesh and the thoughts of the spirit as you get in the word you study it 
learn the difference between which one is talking. Otherwise, you're always going to be confused. And you'll never do great things in that way. And if you haven't been there, all you have to do is say, Lord, I want to go there. Just like I love that testimony. I didn't have even a $1,000. How in the world am I going to give 100000 You set your heart, you purpose your heart, and you get intentional. And then all of a sudden, the Lord will give you. That's a principle. As you purpose in your heart, God will give seed to the sower. It's not just talking about money. He'll give you strength. He'll give you wisdom. He'll show you what you need. to. But you've just got a purpose in my heart. I'm all in with him. I'm eternally hot, not lukewarm, not cold. You, you ask me to do it, and I'll do it, Lord. I'm yours. I'm yours to command. You set your heart that way, he'll give you the supernatural to meet it. And if you need to go, go. It's okay. Yeah, no condemnation. No, no. We we recognize this late, but at the same time, if you need to stay, hear from the Holy Ghost. 